I'm not starting this show until there's a chat. I used to tell myself that you were perfect, but lately I can't say that with a straight face. Still, I've been holding on for your good days, and sometimes it feels like a wild goose chase. And every time I think you're on the right track, you give the steering wheel another jerk. It's hard to think of life without you, but I don't know if this is gonna work. Cause your heart is wild like Nicholas Cage's, and like Nick Cage, it makes questionable decisions. But I love it anyway. You're irresponsible and extravagant, and a lot of the things you do frustrate me. But there's no one else like you. Five, four, three. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Nice. I didn't know that effect was going to do that. I just <laughs> hit a button. And you know, oh. it's funny, as you're making your big loud yeah. yell, um, Longface called, so I just answered. Now he's hearing all this. <laughs> hey, Longface, welcome to the show. This is episode 514 of Portman Show. Man. Bye, Longface. I can't hear you. Oh, that's a unfortunate timing. <laughs> I uh, My throat hurts and I'm a bit lightheaded. How are you guys doing this evening? I'm doing great after that. That, how was, you, that yeah, was wonderful. How come you guys never have to yell? Because I can't do it. Imagine yeah, I if think that you could. was the most important phone call. <laughs> and he's like, oh, thank God he answered. He's like, I just found a pile of gold in this car. Well, I did just text him one word about a car. Oh, yeah. And then he, and called. Then he called. What was the word? Yeah. What the name it? of the car. Corolla. No. And I don't know if I revealed what it is. And it's not a Corolla. Mitsubishi. Lumina. Mm. You ever seen those cool Maserati Luminas? Luminas. Here's how. Okay, <clears throat> Chevy Lumina. Right. So here's how depressing and sad the auto industry and modern cars are. Kill Tom Wolf. Luminas are exciting. <laughs> Puke. Pull up two images. Two images. Okay. Just two Luminas that are Jesus. pretty cool. Um, type in Lumina minivan. So in the 90s, people, General Motors was terrible, but they had some pretty cool fucking designs, especially now that we're 30 years later. Uh, you need to find the first gen. Yeah, the gold one. Oh, the, the, yeah, that one. We are looking at pictures of minivans, yeah, and everybody are. is in agreement that the Chevy Lumina is a fucking pearl. Yeah. I was going to say hideous and garbage. No, I, I think it's know. super cool. <laughs> think about like that compared cool. to the Dodge Caravan with its blandness. Okay. Yeah. Also, look up. Might have to look up Dodge Caravan. Lumina Z34. Just, just, okay. You said two pictures, so I didn't want to close okay. the all window right. in case yeah, you fine. were going to be all like, I need to look at the Lumina more. Lumina Z34. Okay. And then do I need to click pictures? Yeah. Look how cool this thing looks. Ugh. One of the worst cars ever can look that cool. So it, mm. it didn't look cool in its day. It looks cool today. Yeah, I guess it. Kind of reminds me of like a Camaro, or uh, what was what Monte was Carlo? Monte Carlo, yeah. When the Monte Carlo died, uh huh. 
the generation prior to this, they replaced it with the Lumina Z34, and then the Lumina Z34 didn't last for a second generation. They replaced it with the Monte Carlo Z32. <coughs> the Lumina Z34 is actually really cool. And on paper, it's kind of amazing. It has this cool design, all the cool extra arrow, very retro, early 90s, no. right? Has a twin cam 3.4 liter V6, which General Motors didn't even know what twin cams were back then. Hmm. Uh, four wheel disc brakes, independent suspension, 225 tires all around, uh, 16 inch wheels. It was fucking phenomenal. It looks fantastic. I dated a girl, I think, only because she had this car. So Chevy <laughs> okay. made a car that looked like that and a minivan that had the same name? Yeah. There is some there is some real fuckery that happened. Mar- happened over marketing the marketing not so good, huh? Well, okay. Well, Ford makes a Mustang that's a Mustang, and they also make a Mustang that's a Mo- electric SUV. Mockery. So, Longface, I hope you enjoy this when you listen to it in the future. Oh, he doesn't listen to the show. Oh, really? Oh. Well, everybody else can enjoy it. So, I mean, what a week, right? Huh. Yeah, I'm typing notes, so you continue ever, um, to talk somebody else. Okay. I went, oh, yeah, go ahead. We'll, we'll get into where you went. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just have a question before I forget it because I already forgot it once. Um, you're sitting at a table across from a person and you, you move your feet around. You shuffle your feet, right? Like, I'm a man who, when I sit up, my feet go underneath the chair and my legs overlap each other and I kind of crisscross and I'm in a, a very vertical position. Kind of like you're at a bar stool and your feet go underneath your seat. Okay. Right? Like I, your knees yeah. go out and then your your shins come back in. Knees out, shins in, feet under, hips. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And legs crisscrossed at uh, the ankles, like this. Describe that. Yeah, you, that uh, what you when you did it with your hands, I was like, "Ooh, that's somebody who's going to have back problems." <laughs> oh, maybe that's my back problem issue because I'm sitting like that right now. I think. Yeah, don't curl yourself up at the feet like you're one of those Chinese ladies who had to wear those things on their feet. Is this just me because I'm short and my feet don't reach the ground? Foot binding. Well, why do I like doing it? I'm sitting like that right now. Oh, okay. That's kind of like how I well, always sit. I don't sit, sit don't... there all flat-footed like, like putty. Yeah, I mean, w- but that's probably the way. I sit all wrapped up like a snake. Yeah, that's that's how I am. You know, I think that we need to like discipline ourselves to be really conscious sitters. Like, mm. sit with your back straight. I always hunch my back over. Oh, yeah. Sit it's, with your back hard. straight and your feet under your knees, ideally. So everyone is trying that um, <laughs> or like a version of that. I had to lower my chair. Yeah. And um, Yeah, maybe that's the problem. You do sit in that chair like stupid tall. I like it, I like it being up, up high. It's so much taller than I would be comfortable sitting in a, in a chair. So that could be your issue. But yeah, I, I'll sit like this when we're doing the show and I like, you know, have my legs tucked under and crossed. And then at some point I realize, oh, my feet are asleep. But every once in a while, it's probably you, not healthy. You got to, you know, untwist your legs. Yeah, right? like, true. You, maybe, you're just, maybe you're just switching. So one foot swings out in front and the other foot goes behind and you crisscross the other way. Right. But every once in a while when you do this, this foot shuffling, you're not like uh-huh. kicking your legs way out. <laughs> But your foot might bump into something. And if it bumps into the man's foot across the table from you. Oh, no. What do you do? Like, there's no way it doesn't annoy you. If but you what's your first suck it thought? up, fag. What's your first thought when your foot touches? Penis uh, wanker? No, man's foot. First thought. Um, gosh, Andrew, I don't know. I've really never. Like, my 
gone inward at that moment and thought. I would, I would say, oops, sorry. Oops. That's yeah, my thought. Like, oh, much. I didn't, that was unintentional and unwanted. But what if, what if you feel like your foot wasn't going uh, extraordinarily far out? What if you feel like you were well within your bubble? Oh, uh, well then, yeah, yeah, then you would be uh, confused and angry because that's your, that's your foot bubble. You have this space around where your feet kind of go. Mm-hmm. I mean, generally... Like you can lounge and kick your feet way out. That's that's just uncalled for. But if you're sitting normally and you just stick your feet out somewhat, like a normal, like just a few inches in front of your knees, and you're touching something, and you think it's somebody else's foot, then you're like, "What the fuck? Why are their feet so far over here?" Right. So it's probably something like, "What is this guy doing under the table?" Yeah, I'm not wrong. You're wrong. There's a lot of ways to in your foot placement. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this just happened to me right before the show started. How well did you know the man? It's puke. Oh. Hello. Was the table this table? Yeah. You're way too far <laughs> apart for that to happen. Yeah. That's why I was so confused. <laughs> like, how much space does this man need? I mean, you guys are like my wingspan apart from each other. Yeah, this is a big I bet table. we're like four feet apart. Yeah, the table's four feet from, from this oh, edge. My wingspan is longer than that. So, what were you touching? <laughs> well, so I, all I did was shuffle my feet within what I thought was a reasonable arc, yeah. a reasonable circumference around my body sure. and my space. And my foot bumped something, and I remember it bumping something last week. And I had to think to myself, Jesus, how far is this man's feet? <laughs> I'd have to sit like this to touch Andrew's foot. And I don't even know if I still can. Brett's basically laying there on the it floor is. now. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so now, let's everybody kick the computer now. That's <laughs> recording and streaming. So yeah, that's the thing. Like my first, my first thought was <laughs> Brett's stuck. Was oh geez, uh, that was Puke's foot. Uh-huh. Then I'm like, wait a minute. I was not flailing all about. I was well within my bubble. <laughs> what are his feet doing so far? Yeah. And last week, that's the extent of what I thought. I was a little bit annoyed, but I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> then it happened before the show. Just now, it happened again. And I'm like, okay, what the that's fuck? That's why Andrew my feet threw definitely the not keyboard across. He was like, what are you doing? So could I even... Yeah, like even if I extend... Well, now I'm just kicking the computer. Right, like I just so I, I look down so, yeah. below to see your... Foot, yeah, what was happening? Yeah, it turns out it's the computer tower. Well, that's why we need clear uh, tables. Oh, yeah. If we had a glass top table, we would know exactly what everyone's feet were up to. So, but thinking about this, obviously it wasn't your feet, so you're not you're not misbehaving. No shit. Yeah, so thank you <laughs> for not. But it made me think, like, what is right, the reaction? Aspart. I'll come in your eye. <laughs> but my reaction is to be very annoyed, but... I don't confront. Why don't I confront? Yeah, that is strange because it's it's not like you're at a dinner table with strangers where you're just like, okay, I don't know what's happening here. It's I like, saw you confront we, a guy. We sit at this fucking table every week for the past 10 years. <laughs> what uh, what guy did I confront? The year was probably 2016. Okay. okay. Andrew and I are in Concord, New Hampshire. Andrew has a Ford Flex. We've just eaten lunch with Osborne. And we are downtown Concord near the State House. And a man gets out of his car, parked next to Andrew, and hits Andrew's car. Oh, yeah. And I Andrew feel like yells at the man, and I couldn't believe it. How do you know? Why would you not say something if the man hits your car? Wait, when you say hits the car, what did he hit the car with? The door. Okay, so he opened his door into the car. He didn't crash into the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, that is a social faux pas here. This doesn't happen around here. In New Hampshire... Wherever I go, if yeah. there was a car door within 100 feet of my car, 
somebody would open that car door into my car. Hmm. If there was a shopping cart within 100 feet of my car, that shopping cart would hit my car. There is zero respect in New Hampshire for cars. Hmm. Do you no think, respect for paint. Do you Usually think it's a woman thing. I, I <laughs> could oh, almost forgive go. women because there's something in their brain that just makes them ignore paint finishes. But men, there's no excuse. So if this was a man that I confronted, yeah, I get it. I am a serious <laughs> militia guy. I, I had a man file an insurance claim because he did this to me. Really? He did this to you? Yeah. What, did well, he open no, no, the no. door hard enough? When I first got my MR2. Okay. I was in New Hampshire. Uh-huh. I was at the Shaw's grocery store in Keene, New Hampshire. This is a very busy parking lot. I pulled in next to this like BMW SUV. I am a phenomenal parker, so I was the optimal distance away from <laughs> sure. this van. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like on a call or fucking around on my phone or doing something. I'm sitting in the car. Yeah. The back door of this BMW SUV opens and it swings out and I'm just sitting there. It's right to my left, like it's outside the driver's side window, right? It opens, and my MR2 is very new. It's like 50,000 miles. I just got it. You know, it, it's a pretty new, well Was this the car. red one? No, the silver one. Okay. And <clears throat> the door opens, swings open, and I'm always conscious of this. As soon as the door opens near me, I stare at you're it. St- <laughs> you're you're like, like... I lock locks with that door. You're like an owl yeah. that sees something. You're just like, whoa, with giant wide eyes. And, and I, I your, do this. Your head just rotates 180 degrees yeah. and locks on. I'm, I'm very aware. And I sit there and watch and Predators wait. Glaze. I watch and wait. Because if Gaze. I walk away from yeah. the car, yeah, I, there, there's no you, telling what's going to happen. Yeah, anything right? could happen. So I sit there and I just watch. Probably the same thing I did in, in Concord. I probably just, I saw a car pull in. So I look back and I watch and wait just to make sure. And 99% of the time in New Hampshire, a door hits my car. Okay, so, so what, what happened to the BMW? <laughs> so the BMW, the door opens. It doesn't hit the car. Okay, cool. So I'm waiting. So next time, now I want to get out of the car. Yeah. It just swings open further and hits my car quite hard. <laughs> oh. So I let her get out of the car, and then I open the door, and I go, excuse me, you just hit my car. Okay. And she acts like the most terrified human being that's ever existed. <laughs> right? And I look at my car. There's a dent. Oh, wow. There's yeah. A, yeah. Like the corner of their door, like the pointy part. Yeah. So into my car. So was it like? Did they open the door and then as they're getting out, they like use the door to to like no. She arrest opened it, Their fall as paused because yeah. she was not an efficient person. And then and then drop, opened it further. It yeah. <laughs> so tried to open it further, like push your car out of the way. No, with no, no. door on on the second. Like she opened it I like know, Kramer coming into Seinfeld's yeah. apartment, and then she opened it like she pushed it to the full forty degrees. Mm. And on the forty push is when she hit it. So. Mm-hmm. Then her dad, who was driving, like she was, like I don't know, oh, was it almost a kid? an adult daughter. I'm guessing. Okay. Then the dad walks not a around. Kid, but I don't know, college kid maybe. Okay. So the dad walks around and he said, "I said, yeah, she just hit my car with the door." He said, "No, she didn't." <laughs> I've been told yeah. that my car hasn't been hit by the person who hit my car. I don't know seven times. How many times has this happened to you? Like, well, if it's 99% of the time and you think about all the parking lots you've been into, yeah. it's got to be 10,000 times. Right. Yeah. I mean, and if it's 99% of the time that I'm witnessing it, how many times am I not witnessing so the it? Seven, so it's actually 9,000%. Okay. The seven who d- who denied that they did it is almost negligible considering how many times it's happened. Well, and it's almost it's almost always when the car is brand new. That's when I care more about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. That is a logical so, thing. Anyway, the man says, no, she didn't. And I said... I was sitting in the car when it happened. Yes, she, there's the dent. This car didn't have this dent. It's still on the car, by the way, the dent. 
It stinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's still there. So I go, I don't know, man. The car, I just got the car. Give me a hundred bucks or something so I can go touch it up or whatever. Like it was a little dent and a tiny little scratch, like a chip. Mm-hmm. But it was like a dent, like a, a sharp dent. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. huge. It was tiny, but sharp. Yeah, yeah, but you can really see those. And like that's, it take, takes a decent amount of force in order to dent the side of a car with a door opening it like that. Um, cause you know, some people will open their door and they'll just open it until it like bumps into something else, but right. they don't swing it wide as hard as they can. That sounds like some young girl that didn't have any sort of self-awareness, so, you know, probably wasn't taught. Yeah. Well, basically if her father is a douchebag like that, that denies that this happened, then obviously he's probably hasn't taught right, them like well how, at all. I, I get confronting, a str- I'm confronting a stranger, right? Yeah. But how do you just assume something you have no knowledge of? That I'm, I must be wrong. I must be lying. Right. Well, he probably thinks his daughter gets out of the car, and you're some insane hobo that fucking does a barrel roll from behind a trash can and goes, ah, you hit my car! Right. So, <laughs> anyway. Without any sort of evidence being on the car. He, he claims And this that, is how you get rich. He claims she didn't do it. And I said, yes, she did. Open the door. Take a look at where the door would strike the car. <laughs> yeah. Line then, it up, and you tell me that's not from your door. Yeah. And he did, and then he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> and I said, all right, what do you want to do? Like, I, I told him, give me 100 bucks. He said, no. Here's my insurance information. Oh, geez. So now, so now I had to meet to with through. an insurance adjuster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they gave me $400 or something. Wow. But it was like two weeks of ordeals. Yeah. I mean, is it, you know, because you're kind of getting punished with the time yeah. cost. I got 400 bucks. I never fixed a dent. Yeah. They give you like a check. Oh yeah, because you're supposed gosh. to go to the body shop and have it popped yeah. out. Or oh, something. I almost admitted to the third felony within a month. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so the other thing, when I first this got is the, the second felony you've admitted, admitted to on the podcast in a month or planned. I was going to plan a felony. Oh. <laughs> well, when I first got the BRZ, literally the first month I had it, I'm in Conway, New Hampshire, in the McDonald's drive-through, and I'm going to oh, get. Wow, remember when you used to go to McDonald's? Yeah, I do. This was when <laughs> I first got the BRZ. So there I am in the drive-through, and it's busy. And there's a big pickup truck in front of me in the drive-thru, right? I pull up to the speaker. Now we're moving up. We move up one car position. Okay. Right? This man is at the window, the first window, the pay window. Not the pickup window, the pay window. Yeah, McDonald's has the two windows. And I'm in my low-slung sports car, brand new, shiny, blue. Blue. Right? Brand new, like hundreds of miles on it. That's Uh, it. Yeah. And... I'm sitting there staring at this guy's rear bumper and giant tailgate, and that's all I can see. Yeah. Like it's it, filling up my entire field of vision. Right. It's the size of a football field on end. All of a sudden, he starts backing up. <laughs> yeah. And I go, okay, maybe he like overshot to, the window. He needs to inch back a little or, bit. Like, yeah. swing his door open because he dropped something. Yeah. I don't know. So I just feel like he's going to go a couple inches back. He's getting pretty close. And I start backing up. The car behind me is honking at me, mm-hmm. but I know how far to back up. I'm not a man who can't back up. Why aren't you honking? Because I, I'm just giving them more room. Okay. Like, I'm just being courteous to other drivers. At this stage in your driving, for you to be this trusting of another driver is seems. I grew up in a world, in an area where people could handle their shit. What year is this, though? 2013. This You've is New been Hampshire. been in New Hampshire for five years at yeah, this point. Yeah, uh, four, but yeah. Mm. So, anyway... I run out of runway behind me. Yep. By the time I glance back forward, he's caught up to me, and he strikes the car. The, his fucking toe hitch lands on my hood. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it. the worst, dude. Like a tow hitch is a very uh, hard and sharp yeah. thing. Like his truck was on top of my car. Yeah. And again, I get out. I, I get out of the car and I yell up to him. I go, you just hit me. His response, no, I didn't. <laughs> How is this the response? Yeah. How is this the response? I don't know. I How get- is no, I didn't the response? Yeah. Well, so I make him pull over. I make him give me his information. I never get anywhere with it. Really? Yeah. No insurance? No. Maybe. Oh, New Hampshire doesn't require insurance. May- oh, maybe that's what it is. Could it be that because New Hampshire doesn't require insurance that people are all willy-nilly just backing into shit and opening their doors and you would not think giving a fuck? That would be more of a reason to not do those things. Yeah, true. Because I, I guess what's your recourse? Sue the guy? Like, that's going to fucking be a, a useful use of your used time to use it that way. Yeah, it's kind of hard for me to justify suing a guy for a slight dent and a scratch. Eustace. I was trying to see how many times I could say you. Uh, anyway, that's the end of my story. I'm just uh, I'm just recounting all of this, and it's very angry. Well, I was in New Hampshire once. Just here's a contrasting experience. Remember that time Andrew drove over a rock in my car? Yeah. <laughs> shit's, shit's falling apart. <laughs> so I'm just in a parking lot. I'm looking at my... And then I said, Andrew, you drove over a rock, and he goes, no, I didn't! <laughs> I didn't say no, I didn't. This I'm making a joke. Six, seven, eight, I don't know, nine years ago, and I'm looking down in my car, and all of a sudden, bam, somebody hits me. Okay. Right? From the front, head on. So I, and it's a woman in a Cadillac Escalade, and she is old, and this thing is like, you know, big over my car. I think I had an Altima at the time. And she gets out, and she is devastated. She is beside herself. She says her husband is going to kill her. And then I say, I think it's okay. Because you didn't really do, like, I already had like a crack in my bumper. Okay. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's a good thing I didn't hit you in the first place. She hugged me and almost collapsed in my arms. (laughs) This old lady. She was crying. Like how old? Uh, 70s, 80s. Okay. That's pretty old. Yeah. Yeah. So did she have insurance or? I said, don't worry about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. when, When someone fesses up to it, then I just go, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Like we got hit in my Mercedes. As soon as I got the Mercedes, we were on, um, one of you guys was with me, I think. I don't, think, I don't think it was me. I don't recall. Tell the story. And we were let's getting see if on my the on-ramp of, of the Parkway West and Green Tree near where we first lived. Mm-hmm. And there's a stop sign at the end of the uh, end of the ramp. So I'm waiting for my turn to go. And a car behind me just rear ends me. Yeah, I don't think I don't recall that. So I don't were think it was me. me? Hmm? Did you get slightly rear ended with me in the Mercedes when I first got it? Mm hmm. You did. Mm-hmm. And why would you, why would you stay <laughs> silent as I'm telling the story yeah. and asking which one of you guys is with me? Just reflecting on the experience. Okay. So, yeah, if someone passes up to it, I'm not a dick. Like, I don't yell at them. Well, I mean, it. Mm, yeah, it's hard to do, though, because it depends on, like, if they do something really stupid and they well, do yeah, a lot was, of damage. If it was, yeah, if it was a lot of damage. But if it's like a, a little bump, a dent, a scratch, I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't care. But if you claim you didn't do it, then, yes, I get very angry. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's like that guy that uh, was at one of your places. He was a contractor, and he bumped, backed his truck right into my bumper, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, God damn it. And I go out there, and he was all like apologetic, and I was just like, yeah, give me 100 bucks, whatever. And this is just what we see. How many times are our cars just sitting there at risk? 
So not being watched here, by us. Here is a thing that you should appreciate. Tesla does. Are you aware of the Tesla like nanny cams? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty cool thing that. But they that have. doesn't tell you, and that's not just Tesla. That's any car well, cam. Well, not no. Okay, Tesla has car uh, cameras on all four corners, so it sees front, back, left, and right. So it has a feature where you like basically oh. turn on the alarm, and there's you can go find videos of like people doing insane dumb shit that have been caught on the cameras of these Teslas. So it's a pretty cool feature. It's like really the only thing in a Tesla that I find exciting because I like the idea of having this setup where you can tell like you get in the car it tells you like hey something happened you look at the video and you see somebody's like you know fucking on your hood i understand if you look at it at that surface level and you think oh this is only good this is only beneficial if all cars had this this yeah. would be great i'm not Remember that I'm movie not the circle that, i didn't go that far <laughs> yeah because also along with those cameras is everything you do at all times is probably yeah. being uploaded to the yes. fucking tesla cloud to starlink and straight into Musk's fucking. Isn't uh, that uh, what the whole experiment waves. was? Just like I mean, we can't make is. driverless cars, so we're using all the buyers to test and gather data for us. That's that's the only reason these Teslas are on the road, just to gather data. That's all they're doing. It's the gathering. only reason, pretty much. The only reason. I mean, you can also drive. It's the main them. reason. Yeah. But uh, I I would like to have a car that had that feature, but didn't have internet connectivity. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, nobody's nobody's going to do that. I, I, there's probably other cars nowadays that do that because a lot of cars now 360 have cameras. the 360 cameras. Yeah. And yeah, I've rented but, cars and I've seen it. Your Lexus does, doesn't it? No, or it almost. It has uh, 270 degrees of view. Yeah, it has front, front, passenger front side rear, and passenger, rear. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it did <laughs> until I <laughs> until I took out the passenger side. So you said, "Fuck that fence!" Looking at me. That fence jumped out in the road. <laughs> yeah, it came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, owning a vehicle is uh, a new vehicle is tough. That's why having having an old piece of shit that you don't really care about anymore is nice. It's it's gratifying. I've been saying that for a decade. Liberating. Oh, if gratifying is the right word, but but then also you send it to the shop and it uh, explodes and you can't fix it because it's filled with gremlins. I saw a Suburban today that was so shitty, and all I could do was think about wanting to have it. <laughs> oh, those things are skyrocketing in value. Yeah, this one. You find so one of those in good shape? Poof, that's like thirty, forty thousand dollars for an old one. How old? I, it was from the nineties. Yep. Wow. You go older than that, gets more expensive. Wow. You know what cars cost today? <laughs> yes. Second highest inflation um, mark besides gasoline is used cars or new cars. Used cars. Yeah, used. Yeah. It's all right. Biden will figure it out. Especially ones that are slightly interesting, like old Suburbans. Mm. Just the fact that they're slightly interesting makes them way too valuable. Red cloth interiors? Yep. Yikes. Man, I do miss cloth interiors. I don't know what the fuck happened over the past 15, 20 years. Everyone's gone retarded for plastic leather, vegan leather. Well, and it's they're bland. They're fucking bland interior. Like back in the day, my my red MR2 that I got for Uh $1,200, it was maroon. That was the color of the car. Yeah. The interior, every single thing in the interior that wasn't bare metal, like the seatbelt insert thing. Yeah. Like the thing you put into the buckle. Yeah. The latch. That was just like pure metal. Okay. But everything else, maroon. Yeah. Maroon plastic, maroon <laughs> leather, maroon cloth, maroon everything. It was awesome. 
The numbers were really hard to read on the dial, though, because they were all maroon. Yeah. And the needle was maroon. My, <laughs> maroon digital display. <laughs> My first car was an Audi 5000 CS Quattro. Maroon? It was <laughs> silver. And the interior had these two-tone black and silver seats. Nice. And the console, the center console was so tall and it had so many things in it yeah. buttons and it had gauges like yeah. in the lots console? of them what in the console no 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 maybe maybe it did have gauges in the like, like at the top of the console there might have been a clock and like gauges oh nice <gasps> maybe another Boost car gauges. i had was a saab 9000 that console it was like a skyscraper <laughs> the amount of shit that was stacked in there yeah. you know yeah nowadays you just get an ipad fucking duct tape up there Yep. Yeah. Man, in order consoles. to turn on your windshield wipers, you got to push like five buttons. What other cars had really tall consoles? I, I feel like know. a. I bet the, the Chevy Lumina minivan probably had one hell of a console. <laughs> yeah, so I remember at this time, like in, find a in the 90s, I worked at a car dealership and we had, I know I've told this story before, um, GM cars, which included Geo at the time, Mazda, BMW, and Mercedes. Mazda had a really cool feature that only Mazda ever had where the, the you have air vents in your car, right? If you're in the driver's seat, usually you have a left vent to the left of your fingers on the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And then the passenger has one way over by the passenger side mirror. But in the middle, there's usually like two, mm-hmm. which you can direct up and down, left and right. Sometimes you can close them and open them. Mazda had a feature. It was a button. It was just called swing. And it would, oh, the really? vents would just swing back and forth with a little electric motor. Yeah, like a, like a it would just, fan. Yeah, like a, like a pedestal fan. Yeah. That used to, why was that a big thing? I don't know. Why were why people so into swinging <laughs> Swinging fans? air? Yeah. As opposed to just blowing on you the whole time. It could right. sometimes like, blow on you and sometimes not. Yeah, I want air 30% of the time. <laughs> right. I don't know. I guess the idea is that, you know... It, psychologically you you think it's like doing more because it's distributing air in a wider arc i don't know the interior of this chevy lumina minivan not not a giant stack it's not good that but is, it does have oh i like the interior it does have the buttons on the side of the of the gauge cluster which is uh something that cars don't do anymore what happened to all the fucking buttons price yeah it's more it's cheaper to build an ipad than it is to make a button you just you get a bunch of software engineers and a digital screen and boom you just saved I don't know ten percent of the cost of that fucking interior for ten and you, billion models. and you make everyone pay more for it because they get so excited because they can make Rainbow Road pop up in their car oh yeah I don't even know what that is that's what Tesla does yeah What's like Rainbow when you Road? go into like ludicrous mode it'll have a little digital animation of ludicrous mode from Spaceballs they're like oh how cool is it we have a computer, and we can make it display graphics like a computer. Big fucking deal. Can you make your vents swing back and forth automatically? <laughs> I don't 1993 think so. 1993 Pontiac Bonneville projected oh. the speed onto the windshield. So did the 1980s Z cars and Corvettes. It's called a heads-up display. Now all cars have it, and everyone thinks it's a new fancy feat, and that shit was around in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you worked at the car dealership. Oh yeah. Wait, I was at a car dealership. You worked at the car dealership. <laughs> I just wanted to tell yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, there were just there some you know crazy things like th- those GM cars had short consoles. Hmm. A lot of them actually had seats in the middle of the front seat, like a Buick yes. Park Avenue, um, Buick Roadmaster. You know how much those things are worth today? Buick Park Avenue, yep. a dollar or a Roadmaster, especially a Roadmaster. Really? Oh my God, are you kidding me? 
Depends on what shape oh, it's in. But these in, cars, but yeah. yeah, they're like antiques now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And th- I they bet were 90% of them new. are in the dump. Yeah. They were terrible brand new, but compared to today, they're fucking wonderful. Mm. They're big and comfy and soft and sit a lot of people. And Three people in the engines. front, even. You could get your kid and set him right there in the center, so if you fucking head-on collision a wall, that kid is shooting out like a rocket you know, through the windshield. <laughs> I really, I miss my chance. I said, someday, when when the mood strikes, I'm going to go get myself a Jaguar XJ12 coupe. Yeah, you should have done that 20 years ago. <laughs> I just set aside $1,500, and when I want it, I'll go buy yeah. it. <laughs> now I probably can't get it for that. You could probably get a picture of one for that. That's That's a car that probably has inflated far less than most. Yeah, that I could see. It's a bad car, <laughs> but it's one of the most beautiful cars I think ever built. It is pretty great. Yeah. It depends on what year, too, because they kind of started fucking with it a little bit towards the end. Jaguar see. XJ12 Coupe. Or XJS. Yeah, Just XJS. look up X- XJS. I already typed that. Oh, the original one. Yeah. Oh, oh. That is oof. gorgeous. Yeah. The original one's amazing. Oh, look at that. Brett's talking about version. the one after this, which That's is the XJS. Sweet. Not is a convertible. Not a convertible. Just look up XJS, not 12. There you go. Cars. Ah, well, that's still, uh, so that that's white one, the about. white one would be, or no, the, the blue one next to it. Oh, my God. I'm going to just look at that car. <laughs> oh, I just look at the back of that car. So much length past the rear tires. It's all I know, trunk. A lot of, but that blue one, oh my God, that blue one is gorgeous. Yeah, the wheels are terrible. Yeah, that's, mm. somebody put on giant put on wheels, wheels from 2007. Too big. I would take it. They don't look right for that, that vehicle. Like this white one is, uh, that's, that's the way to go. I like that too. I'll give you $1,500 for it, Google image search. <laughs> Even that silverish, that kind of goldish silver one. Yeah, that one. So you had an exciting week, Brett. Yeah, of course. Oh, what happened? I don't know. I went to a buffet. You remember buffets? You thought those <laughs> were over, right? Yeah. You thought buffets you're, were over? You're going to get SARS and COVID and SARS-CoV number two. Or the flu. The flu. The last buffet uh, Ebola, AIDS, HIV. It was my $50 breakfast buffet at that hotel in Miami. $50. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, well, look, Brett, you're in your 40s now. Like the time for buffets is over, you know. That's like college. You you eat at buffets. Do you know you're as um, old as Tom Brady? I am a couple months younger than Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know I'm older than Sidney Crosby? Uh, you're older than almost every professional athlete. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Not Yalmer Yager. If it's, he's still playing, he's like in his seventies. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a time window when you love buffets when you're like in your twenties. And I guess if you don't have kids, you really, or you're not super fat, you don't do buffets. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, you're going to hit 60. And then the buffet is your fucking dream. Oh, it turns back on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, young, yeah. Young man, old man. Like, old, old man loves buffets. There's yeah. always old people there because you get to choose. You don't have to, like, panic and make a decision all of a sudden. No, but you, I, might, your be, you might be all disoriented when you walk in. Oh, where are the plates? Oh, no. I can't find the plates. Oh, no. It goes in your butt. Baked beans. <laughs> I must have some. Oh, sauerkraut. Uh, I, 
and learn the hard way. I couldn't get to it fast enough. Um, so, yeah, but I was saying, like, your mother has a hell of a time, Andrew, figuring out menus. Do so you think she would love buffets? Because then she could just circle, circle the buffet until she made a choice. Oh, yeah. Nobody would have to wait on her to make that choice. Yeah. If you have to go out to eat with your mother, write down 10 things that she likes to eat, and then you just say, meet me at the restaurant, and you, or have, when she gets there, you say, I've already ordered for you. I, that wouldn't, no, I don't know that that It doesn't work. work, because t- write down 10 things she likes to eat. I've that seen this is woman. an unanswerable yeah. question because <laughs> you could ask her that question and she'll give you 10 things. You'd have to do it from observation. But then if you order something for yourself... She'd hate it. No, no, no. Oh, she'd want it. If you order something for yourself... She'd want to eat that it. ...that is not on her list, mm-hmm. she would want it. Even if she goes, I don't like that. Yeah, I remember there was a whole episode with like, what was it, Italian sausage once? Yeah. Where she, she doesn't she like yelled, sausage. She, she doesn't yeah, like she spicy it. It sausage. So spicy. Spicy things. Yeah. Yet she then she tries them and likes them. And then and she was like, this is the best thing, thing I've ever eaten. Yeah. <laughs> One of the hardest decisions we ever saw her make was getting a beet salad. <laughs> now, when the beet salad Gross. came, after, after just uh, such an ordeal... The beet salad comes at sitting in front of her, right? And she's yeah. looking at my food. Uh-oh. And yeah. it was chili. And she goes, is that the chili? And I went, yeah. Is that the chili? And she goes, is that the chili? And I That's said, the chili? This is the, still the chili, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think she knows what chili is. I think she was trying and to then, get me to trade. <laughs> yeah. The See? second time she said, is that the chili, you should have pulled the napkin off and gone, Naha, no, it's steak. <laughs> like a magician. But I'm David Blaine. That's the problem. No but then what, we'd just be back. She'd go, that's the steak? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you said it was chili. Then we'd be in that loop. Yeah, uh, I love people who are surprised by food that has existed in the lexicon. Oh, of if you all love Americans those people, I have a lady that you can go out to eat with every night of the week. Yeah. That's never seen these. She's seen it all. Oh. She's seen it she's all. surprised by Yet she Any. forgot that it existed. <laughs> well, there is stuff she's never seen, and it is at the, a restaurant called Taj Mahal. On oh, McKnight oh, yeah. Road. She's never been to a place like that. No, that's for sure. The one exception to buffets is Indian buffet. Oh, I've never Indian. heard of such a thing. That's the curry. The curry. That's the curry. The curry. That's the vindaloo. The curry. The papadoms. <laughs> I've heard these words. The yeah. tikka masala. Oh yeah, that's the good. chicken tandoori. Mm. Yeah, the tiki masala. Yeah, I would have to go to. What is it, tiki or tikka? The tiki, paneer. Tiki it's whatever. The sog paneer. I haven't heard of that. That's I don't like soggy paneers. Everything else, I forget the name of. But yeah, because I go to an Indian place. I've maybe been twice in my life, and I just go. Well, I don't know what this is, but I would probably like it if I got it. But a buffet, so you can try. You can mm-hmm. try a little of this and a little of that. It's good. Good choice. So yesterday, Gabrielle and I go to the Sports Works, which is at the Carnegie Museum, the Science Museum there. Okay. It sucks. Everything. The sports didn't work at all. The sports didn't work at all. Almost everything is shut down. Everything fun is shut down. What? In the restaurant? You have to wear masks. Oh, my God. Which infuriates me. I can't remember the last time I had one on. Yeah. What are you doing in this horrible establishment? We're trying to have a fun (laughs) time together, and we did our best, but it's like really like... Wait, where's this at? I'm sorry. The Carnegie Science Museum, Science Center. Wait, do you think all museums are like this right yes. now? 
Yes. What about Phipps? Phipps is like that. Fuck. Yep. All right, not going to Phipps Friday. Yeah. Well, that's what. That's what. I think last week I said that I I haven't been to anything fun in Pittsburgh in like two years because I know that they're going to be like, oh, oh, we're a bunch of faggots. So that is their motto. <laughs> yeah. Uh. They what, tell you put on this garlic because there's vampires about. What I have found is a mask exemption card, and I just want to read it to you really quickly oh. if I can find it in an expedient. It might take me a second to find it. Is this some shit that somebody just like made up online? Like yeah, Photoshop? the kind of person who's like, okay, yeah, I'll tell everybody they have to wear a mask is also the kind of person who would look at this card and go, oh, yeah, oh yeah. no. Yeah, they would look at that and say, no, liar! We know you have it! All right. Face mask exempt card. I am exempt from any ordinance requiring face mask usage in public. Wearing a face mask poses mental and or physical risk to me. Under the Americans with Disabilities Act, I am required not to disclose my condition to you. Uh, and then there is a Department of Justice ADA violation reporting number. <laughs> Denying access to your business okay. organization will be reported to the FTBA for further actions. This might work though, because that's that sounds scary to somebody who's a a nice like uh, rule following douche. Yeah, they probably got themselves to the point where they're trying to enforce these rules based on less threatening language than what he's yeah. rattling on. Now, what if you went into this uh, museum with like one of those oxygen tubes? Just take an oxygen tube and just kind of drape it around your shirt, and hope they don't ask where the bottle's at. That seems but like they're more still of a, breathing. But see, that's yeah, like that's all right. So the ideal situation is you walk into a place without a mask. People want to say things to you, but they don't. Next to that, after that, you walk into a place without a mask. Somebody says something to you. Now, like if you're by yourself, you can do what you want. But if you're with somebody else, now yeah. you have to think about how they feel. You also have to think about the feelings of this poor son of a bitch who has to come up and tell you. And like, how many times have they had to deal with that? Uh, they don't want to do it. It's bad karma because it's like it's a shitty situation because you don't want to be like, no, I'm not doing what you fucking say to somebody who's making like eight fifty an hour, mm. you know. But that person also kind of likes having the power. They could, yeah, they do, yeah. So there's that. So you're kind of giving into them. It's very complicated. Unfortunately, mm. like most places you go, people just don't seem to care anymore. But museums are bad. Fuck, that's a real bummer. Yeah. That's a real bummer. Try the you want to try the card? How about this? No, where do I go? Where can I go? Nowhere, but get the card. Let's all try the card. All right. This week we're all going to try the card. <laughs> but I don't like having to try anything. Like I was at the airport and I just went maskless and it was fine. Right. At the fucking airport. Mm -hmm. It was fine. Yeah, I mean cuz this is the whole point of uh normal existence is that you don't have to carry a dumb fucking card to try and like game this insane system they come up with the yeah that the airport and airplanes is not the best place to fuck around with True. trying out yeah, a card yeah. <laughs> all right so just an example last time i was on a plane wearing an n95 mask it's the only mask that i've had since this whole thing started right uh because i thought like okay well if any mask had a chance at stopping a virus it would have to be that yeah you know so i ordered it and i got one for me and i got one for my mom and, um, what if I just wear a snorkel around? I think that's fine. Wear that thing that puke has. That that <laughs> that. What's that called? A ventilator? 
respirator. Oh, the respirator. respirator the ventilator is yeah. what happens when you don't wear yeah. your respirator. <laughs> no, um, I've seen people, when this shit started, people were wearing those. The respirator is like the, the, the gas mask that you wear when you're painting a car or some shit. You know, it has actual, like, filter cans on the side, and it seals up real good. Ooh, I might need to borrow it. I did an accident. <laughs> I'll talk about that's another segment. Um, it's really I mean, stupid. It's, I hate to. It's not going to keep it. you from shitting your pants if that's what you mean. No, you can't just wear a respirator and go, "Oops, I shit my pants," and everyone's going to be fine with that. So there I am, the first American to be wise to the N95 mask thing. Apparently, sitting on a plane. Okay. Right, a Delta Airlines plane. The stewardess comes up to me, some fucking idiot, and says, "Sir, you're not allowed to wear a mask like that." Whoa, really? <laughs> And I want to be like... Wait, when you, was this? This has to be... August. Oh, this this year? Yes. And I want to go, Last do you year. know how fucking dumb that is that I'm not allowed to wear a mask that would actually be a mask and I have to put on one of your stupid fucking paper masks that you're going to hand me with your grubby hands that you've been touching other people's hands with on this plane? If hands is even a thing, who knows? Yeah. And in which the... Are hands a thing? <laughs> Remember when we thought, like, don't touch things? Yeah. Remember when hands were there? Oh, my, my stupid workplace still has signs up that say, wash your hands to not spread COVID. Like, I don't know. Now I walk out of a convenience happen. store with cash and I put Two it in my pocket ago. and then I put my hand in my mouth and I go, oops, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's how you can catch other germs. Fucking like, Costa Rica. Still, you go to a restaurant in Costa Rica. When you walk up, they don't let you enter the restaurant. They come greet you like the hostess guy, right? Yeah. He walks up. And before you can walk into that restaurant, you have to walk over to this makeshift sink that they created with a foot pedal that turns on the water. Yeah. Which I like the foot pedal. Yeah. We had if we're going to have sinks, we should have foot pedals to turn the water on. Yeah, that's actually a handy feature. I love that. But they make you go over there and they lean out with a little disinfectant can and they just lean it out, and they're waiting for you to put your hands out. <laughs> After you wash them. So, like, they lean towards you with this, and you're like, whoa, what are you going to do? Yeah. Right? That's what your response is, but they're waiting for you just to put your hands out so they can squirt you with the juice. Yeah. And then they point you over in Spanish, whatever point is in Spanish. Yeah, Punto. Pequeño. Punto. Taco Bell. Over to the sink, and you can't go into the restaurant until you've fully rinsed off. Yeah. That's insane. That's where they're at. I can't believe that somebody this last August... 2021 on an airplane said that an N95 was the incorrect mask to be wearing. I wish I had gotten that woman's contact information. I'd be harassing her right now. Yeah. Because it literally are articles like right now. The news cycle has been talking about how cloth masks do nothing, which we've most seen. Everybody's still wearing them at the museum. My headphones have come unplugged. Everybody's still (laughs) wearing them at the museum. Well, Well, yeah, because you can't like. Well, first of all, I don't know. Now, here's the problem, though. Like, good. That's good. Because what the fucking lunatics have been saying in the news is that everybody should be wearing N95s, which is fucking insane because those have to be fitted to your face because they're supposed to seal. And, you know, they're really hard to breathe in. So that's not really a great argument that the argument should just be like, fucking stop this dumb nonsense. We all have immune systems. We all have immunity. We all have a vaccine that probably doesn't do anything. But... Like, but uh, pretend that it does. Like, isn't that what your thing was? Is pretend that it does something? Not your yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, that was what they were. Yeah. It's it's all insanity. It's just insanity. Like it 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 is. It's it's madness. Well, and that's why I call it garlic. It's the superstition of oh my god, vampires are around. I better wear me some garlic. Garlic is good for your immune system. So I didn't. I had <laughs> not no when you wear it around your neck. <laughs> I had no sympathy for these mask people all the way back. You know, between now and April 2020, 
I had no sympathy. Yeah. I have more sympathy today than I did back then. Because if these people actually believe that... We kicked off YouTube yet? They're at some kind of risk, right? <laughs> now everything's spreading regardless of vaccination, whatever. So on and so forth. So I go to the grocery store and I see more masks than I saw six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. I see more masks now and it doesn't bother me because if these people are just being led to believe that like, well, geez, everybody's getting it regardless of being symptomatic. It's just spreading that easily. Then I see that they, like, I understand them wanting to mask up more so than, you know, somebody six months ago putting a mask on after they've been vaccinated. Yeah. So yeah, I, because, I mean, it's well, not because six I, months ago, we thought the vaccine stopped transmission. Right. It doesn't anger me as much mm. today for some reason. Well, it doesn't anger me if you want to wear a mask uh, or just plug your fucking mouth hole with expanding foam. Fuck. Who gives a shit? But don't try and make me do the same dumb shit. Right. I'll tell you who's over it. Indians. Oh, yeah. Not Native Americans. Indians actual, from India. The Asian subcontinent. So we go to this Indian restaurant last night. They're like, Hello. Uh, wait a minute. I shouldn't be here. Eat the whole <laughs> buffalo. Wait. Well, I thought they were Indian. Like, Hello, so welcome to the Indian restaurant. Closed down. So no, I'm different Indian. Now is the host of this restaurant. Isn't that ironic? I worked at a casino before this, but now I work here at Taj Mahal. Casinos often have buffets. <laughs> that, that, that was actually why I came, because I felt... Like this was trippy in this TP. We have a hole in the I like your drum. Oh, is that what a drum? Yeah, we're good. I went to the other India. Did you see that at the end there? I went to the other India. God, the sound is so bad. Fix it. And we're canceled. This dream's going straight to CNN. Anyway, so you went to a buffet last night. Are we canceled because of Indians? Okay. There was two Indians that have been upset in the past like decade. One was whoever was upset at Hank Azaria. I do also just want to admit this real quick. After we went, we went back to my house and we were real tired and fell asleep with masks on. (laughs) Gabrielle was saying something about Indian men being sexy, obviously as a joke. And I started saying that my name was Patel. And we did this whole skit, and I said my name was Patel Raj Kavani, and then I was Doctor Patel Raj Kavani. Okay, and then I was a foot doctor, <laughs> and it Ooh. really went like pretty far. <laughs> so anyway, um, the the sports works at the Carnegie Museum kind of a flop. A lot of shit is closed. We have a little bit of fun. We go to the regular museum. We look at the trains. trains oh, you're talking about the Science Center. Science Center, yeah. Mm. Oh, Tra- you saw the trains. The trains are great. The, the, oh, the trains the are train always great. Trains are wonderful. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we see a robot singing the song from A Clockwork Orange, singing in the rain, which was weird. Um, especially now. I don't, is that song from Clockwork Orange? No, it's or from it Singing just, in the Rain. Yeah, it was just used in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was that... The, the, behind that robot was the robot with the titties that uh, the Maloko milk bar squirts out the milk right. that you get high on. But it was really creepy in this day and age walking in and seeing this like anthropomorphic robot singing singing in the rain so anyway did it have a mask on it did are you serious and that was and i think that was it because like we we her and i talked afterward and the science center for fucks we're like um 
you know, we try to communicate. And I said, boy, you know, or she said, or she brought it up. The energy really seemed off. Like we weren't having a good time. And it was like, look at the obstacles that we just had to deal with. Now. To go to. Now. You know what I say? Like, be strong, be stoic. Don't let other shit jerk you around. But sometimes you get blindsided. So you walk in, you're told to put on a useless cloth mask by a useless person wearing a useless cloth mask. And you do. So now you've submitted. And you hate this feeling. Yeah. Then you just watch this parade of stupid stuff. And everywhere there's a sign, six feet apart, mask over nose and mouth. Mm -hmm. And you just feel like you're part of the dystopia. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel feel like this must be what people like, you know, in a, in a like communist Russia or something must have felt like. Or California. I think this is what all Californians are out of their fucking mind because they're constantly surrounded by all these stupid signs about like everything's cancer. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. We're, so we're trying to communicate our, about our feelings after mm, we leave yeah. this place. And we both realize we're not in a good mood. You know, I think what did it for me was seeing the robot wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, the robot doesn't breathe. Yeah. The robot. <laughs> no, but it has to germs. set an example for the children. Dippy the dinosaur. Yes. Is wearing a fucking mask. Is it still? On the other end of town at the Carnegie uh, something or other. That's the uh, Museum Natural, Natural History. History Museum. Yeah, they've had that. Does it still have the fucking mask? I've ranted about this. The goddamn nostrils of that dinosaur are on its head. Yes. It's not even wearing it properly. Like, it would be an insane mask that would have to cover its muzzle and its head. It's a whole deal. Also, their conflagration, mask wouldn't have helped, I don't think. No, they sort of burned alive in a giant nuclear winter. Yeah. And then probably the rest of them froze to death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hence the nuclear winter part. Mm-hmm. Nice so, correction. I'd nuclear. So, I see this, and it just... It's like a worm that goes into my brain. Yeah, it just fills you with this malaise of knowing that you exist in a timeline that is just so goddamn stupid. Now, I don't say any of this to her the whole time we're in the museum. But I go, that is so fucking stupid. And then I go, wait a minute. I'm fucking stupid because I'm being bothered by it. And I'm here submitting to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it just didn't feel, so to be able to talk about it to however many people are listening, talk about it to you, talk about it with her, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise- Get it like, off your chest. I think people are just like, when we talk about being more sympathetic now than we would have been, I mean, I don't know. I was pretty concerned about all this shit until the summer of 2020. See, okay. Okay. I, I have real to say quick, this, because if the, the sympathy back then like now it's almost like you have to be sympathetic because everybody's lost their fucking minds because so yeah. many people are going, this is fucking dumb. And then they're doing it anyway. My mom who goes, do you know there's robots in the vaccine? I just got my booster because <laughs> she doesn't know what else to do. Uh, yeah. I go back in time and I think about where things were at and like you are responsible for getting me freaked out for five minutes. Oh, and the people that I'm interacting with tonight are responsible for getting me freaked <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, but I was very freaked out on behalf of my dumb mother who can't decide on what she likes to eat. And she is, uh, chili is unrecognizable to her. I was freaked out <laughs> on behalf of my smart mother who goes, why would I need more than two rolls of toilet paper? Right. At so. a time. <laughs> <laughs> so I was freaked out for like a few minutes. Literally, it was for two weeks in March of 2020. By April, I had seen that, oh, there's a whole big narrative behind this. 
And if this is the narrative, I'm out and about. I'm doing the grocery shopping for my mom and my grandparents. Like I was doing that. I was going to Sam's Club and I'm walking around. I'm wearing a mask. I'm wearing fucking gloves. Yep. And a mask. Like Remember those Michael days? Jackson. Yeah. Gloves and a mask. So I'm moonwalking up the dairy aisle. <laughs> and there's these fucking old people, like 80 years old, sauntering in their car, just coming straight for me. And I'm backing up going, don't you know how dangerous I am to you? Yeah. <laughs> moonwalking backwards. And <laughs> that's how just, you get away from They just old won't people. stop. They're like zombies. And I go, wait a minute. If they're just going on willy nilly, they're fine. They're here. They're not going to stop. They're not going to change. They don't give a fuck. They're going to live their life up until and then, whenever. Like five minutes later, everyone in a position of authority is screaming the same thing. I go, oh, this is all fake. This is all not real at all. There is no way I'm believing another word out of anybody's mouth. And I just stopped entirely. Mm-hmm. And then I would go around. I would go into gas stations, not wearing a mask. There'd be signs everywhere. Masks, 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 shutdowns, can't get food, can't do this, can't do that. I go places with a puke. He'd put the mask on all diligently. I get very angry and depressed about it. But I would just continue on no mask, even though the man that I'm with is just wearing a mask. But <laughs> yeah, that I had no patience for it from April 2020 on. But see, for me, it started in kind of a different way because I was like paying a little bit closer attention and people are like, this shit's serious. Like people that I trusted. Yeah. My webmaster, my friend Kevin, who's a real smart guy, and all these people in this Discord that eventually became the Grand Theft World community, right? And they're not on board. I mean, they still think, yeah, it's a disease and it's serious and, you know, you got to be, you know, you got to do certain things, Mm. whatever. But, or a lot of them, there's a lot of debate about that. Some people in that community don't even think viruses are real. But anyway, (laughs) Uh, so back in late February, early March, you guys remember, like, people should go back and listen to those shows. They're fucking hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Yeah, like we're... the ones from the the beginning of March. Yeah. We are saying very dumb things. Hmm? But also like Such as? we're saying very dumb things, but also like very like at the and then in the same show, we're all doing it. We're all saying things that are totally stupid, and we're all saying things that like perfectly predict the future. Yeah. Like all in the same show. It's very funny. I listened to uh I forget what it was called, but Alex was on one of them. Alex probably had the um the worst prediction where he said this is like the the thing of the week oh, i think yeah. he called COVID the thing of the week yeah um, well because we all kind of at first i think most well, people like well, us thought so, it was going to be I like thought bird that too, flu because like i heard what was being said and i saw what was being done mm. i saw a bunch of non-compliance because i assumed people were too stupid to take the the caution the precautions and the measures so in my head i'm just like oh Whatever's being said doesn't matter. Like, regardless of the level of threat, there's nothing I can do to change the behavior of other people enough to make an impact. Therefore, why bother anymore? So for me, one of the first things I saw was a bunch of politicians saying, this is no, like Pelosi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you don't go to Chinese New Year because of this, you're racist. Right. Right. And then the, the governor and the mayor governor of new york who turned out to be not a trustworthy guy and yeah. the mayor of new york city who was the same saying you need to get get out there and ride the subway and everything is fine yeah and to me that was like uh well i don't i don't trust those people right because if they're saying everything's fine well i have all these other I, people i understand that though like that that's just a selfish motivation right that's oh anything that's 
not even coming close to being perceived as racist. Like, we can't do something because it's this this group, Chinese New Year, right? Or let's keep my city going. I understand the, the reasoning behind that, but as soon as they all got on board and they were doing things that deliberately seemed to be detrimental, mm-hmm. then I just went, okay, there's something else at play here, yeah. and I'm not on board. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, when they instantly flip-flopped <laughs> and said, oh, no, this is the most serious thing ever, mask up, lockdown, mm-hmm. nobody's essential. I wish I had read Why We Drive right at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. So you could get that cheap car? Well, oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. That's why I read it. Yes. That, that would have been the book to read. That book should have been airdropped to everybody. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I seriously, like, yeah. in May of 2020, I seriously thought, mainly because of Brett, that there were going to be police on the streets pulling anybody over who was going anywhere that wasn't the grocery March. store. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sometime a- in the spring. I seriously thought that. So I literally got in my car and I went, I'm driving every day as much as I can, as far as I can. Yeah. Like, if I can't cross state lines, I'm going out of the state today. For I, no reason other I than to leave the state. I left my home because I didn't think you were going to be able to drive through New York. Yeah. Or Massachusetts. Yeah. I feel like we came pretty close to that. I don't... Uh, th- no, no, I don't think we did. No? I don't think we came anywhere close to that. I almost okay. feel like mm. we're closer to that now. Yeah. Mm. I don't think we came anywhere close to that back then. Okay. Because there was a fucking curfew. Do you know there was a curfew in this state? Yes. Yeah. You do? I yeah. guess, yeah. That was. I probably- didn't see it implemented. I didn't see anybody following. I didn't see it. A yeah, word no, mentioned of it. I don't think people followed it. Like, they just forced businesses to close at certain right. times and restaurants and shit. But for the most part, it eventually just became a bunch of shit written down yeah. and threatened and nobody obeyed. Right. But then, but then I go to New Hampshire and everyone's just voluntarily obeying things that aren't even implemented on them. So what I thought, like I kind of pictured like, okay, they locked down the border between the U.S. and Canada pretty well. And unless you want to go through the woods, like if you want to go in a car, you're yeah. talking to somebody, yeah. you know? So I was like, well, I guess they could do that, you know, like they could set up checkpoints. Didn't they do that but, to Hawaii? I think but, Hawaii like locked down who could travel in and out. It's easier. Yeah, that's an, an island. easier yeah. thing to do. But like every road that crosses from like Pennsylvania to New York, um, I don't know. Like, I, I think that was my most naive moment in the whole thing. There's probably a thousand of them. Was like, so the people that I was talking to were like in Washington and California. And they're like, they're talking about a lockdown, a quarantine. And before you realize that just meant like, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, it basically meant anybody that can work from home stays home. And then all the other schlubs that work in manufacturing or but retail. Remember, they were giving you like permission. Like, yeah. here's your driving permission. I had a I had a, a document from work they sent around saying we're all considered essential because oh, we're. Yeah, I actually had um, a, I wrote a letter to the, the state of Pennsylvania to Tom Wolf. Um, Dear Tom Wolf. For an exemption <laughs> to have my business shut down. It was a Tom Wolf. I am not the Andrew from Portman Show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, like because I was in the defense department, or you can't um, pierce defense, the corporate veil. Yeah, because I work for uh, you know aerospace and defense company. We were all deemed essential because we got to keep making bombs. But I was at a company that was being shut down, and the only thing we were making was prototype weapon systems, and so like nothing we were doing was actually like essential to the running of the country or the military 
And that's when I really realized, like, oh, this is the dumbest shit ever. Like, you know, this corporation is just like, yeah, you need to keep going to work. We have an excuse. But if it was a real dangerous pandemic, they would have just killed us all. Yeah. They would have been fine with us all dying at work so that we could hurry up and get this plant shut down that they were fucking us over. But <laughs> they decided well before COVID existed, you know. So <clears throat> on a lighter note, though, Indian buffet. Well, that. Okay. And Ooh, I'm hungry. I don't necessarily believe that all museums are this way. Because I hope you're right. Well, one, I have I just made plans today to go to Phipps on Friday. Mm-hmm. Which now I think I need to cancel those plans. They're gonna uh No, you know what? I think you could probably get away with it at Phipps. Well we've done it. Okay. And this is what I'm saying, because I now this was like a year ago, but I went to the bird house. Aviary. Yes. <laughs> They're not real. Which is like Phipps, kind of. Yeah. There's a whole ecosystem in there. Yeah. And I just walked around with a coffee the whole time and no mask. As long as I had the coffee, that protected me. Yeah. And no one said a peep. I'm sending Except you guys. for the birds. They lots of peeps. <laughs> yeah, they peep a lot. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, you could probably just go in, into Phipps and walk around and be like, if anybody says anything, go, I'm trying to smell flowers. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's extremely sad because, like, it's been two goddamn years, and I don't understand how people have not realized that none of this shit has done shit. No, they, there's studies and coming out now from Johns Hopkins saying it was bad. It was devastating. Yeah, which is devastating. What was the uh, Great Barrington Declaration, which was how many thousand science peoples, mm-hmm. you know, intellectuals were like, hey, these lockdowns are going to uh, really fuck up everything. We probably shouldn't do them. And that was like a year and a half ago or a year ago. And now, yeah, now this, you know, Johns Hopkins, who that's a legitimate organization, I guess, now that they're saying it. I don't know. I don't know why any of this shit still exists. We have all the information, but like the goddamn lunatics and the politicians can't give up their their power or, or admit that they were wrong. I feel like for quite some time now, no one actually believes all of this anymore. And... Okay, I'm exaggerating, but there's enough people. The number of people on either side. Okay, so the the pro government lockdowns, control mandate, whatever that side, whatever quantity of people are left there for for a, a, a significant amount of time now, they've only been leaving that side. And mm-hmm. they're yeah. accelerating. If they have no any one, sanity, no yeah. one is going the opposite direction. No. Yeah, I can't imagine. Well, maybe. I mean, was Who? there somebody like right? So Omicron came around, yeah. and they 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 stirred up the fervor of the fearful. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they like, put oh a my mask God, on. We got to go back to putting masks on and and maybe lock it down. Like people were talking about that, but they were. But they were anybody the who would actually that push that on somebody else was already on that side. They didn't yeah, come yeah. from the other side. They didn't right. come from the. This is no big deal. And then Omicron hit, and they went. This is a big deal now. Yeah. No. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a, you know, like my workplace. Like, nobody wears masks correctly. Like, we're all just wearing them because the rules still exist. But, like, the majority of the time, I just take it off when I'm at my machine. And, you know, if people walk up and they're wearing their mask correctly, and I'm like, okay, I'll put mine on. Because I don't know if they're a manager or not, because I don't really know everybody there. But, like, people walk by all the time, and they look at me, and I look at them, and I go, hey, good morning. Yep. You know, and, and like I see people all over the place where it's just basically hanging around their chin like, OK, I'm doing the absolute minimum compliance where, yes, technically it's on my face. Right. But it's not 
doing anything in quotation marks, even though everyone knows they don't do Wait, anything. In hour two. Did you tell how you did an accident? Not yet. Oh. In hour two, I will reveal oh. my accident. Okay. And I will provide my most tinfoil hat theory about Omicron and what I am concerned might be next. Not super concerned. Because at this point, we're living in a comedy and you have to look at it that way. And what happened yesterday, yeah. even though it pissed me off, I go, ha, ah, today that's funny. But what happens when you take comedy and you add time? Tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's the equation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got a break. Oh, okay. with my voice there's no sound effects currently engaged this is just how i talk because i'm a masked robot this sounds like the effect they did on uh the whitest kid no you moved on sex robot from the whitest kids you know i want that wow 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 hello yeah now do the wah wah I don't think I have any. My big tinfoil hat thing. So it's always like, you know, people are like, these procedures, these this is experimental and it's going to kill a bunch of people, right? Or it's all about eugenics. What's that? Vaccines and such? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, why would you kill the people who were like, yeah, I'm 32 years old, but I like to show that Obey? I love science. No, it's 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 virtue signaling your love of science. So, okay. like, this is your if you're like a totalitarian, like if you have designs on the world that are like tyrannical, this is your bread and butter. Uh-huh. These are the people that you want. You the, want them. The young, you, you even the want youths. them healthy. You don't want them having heart inflammation or whatever. So that didn't make any sense to me. Okay, the people that they would want to get rid of are like Andrew and me, right? Maybe you. Old people? <laughs> like what? <laughs> no, like uh, people who have questions. Or, oh, yeah, and independent thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. People who are untrusting of people who park next to them. So right. last week after I left here, I did this podcast called Grand Theft World. I'm doing it again tonight, actually. Um it's a long, long show, but it's kind of like a time capsule of all the alternative media COVID news okay. of the week. So I brought this up. I was like, how do, like, you have a bioweapon. You have people who control all this, sh- this, this 
you know, technology, they control the narrative, even if it's falling apart. With all yeah. this power and the malleability of this thing, how do they eventually make us eat shit? That's my tinfoil yeah. hat. Now, maybe that's just silly, but I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in that. I'm, I'm well, interested in that idea. Isn't there a lot of issues with, um, like, you want to keep the young people around and paying into, like, Social Security and taxes and stuff? But you don't want these old people with their extended lives, you know, the, the, what do you call it, the life expectancy is getting longer. So if you can engineer a disease that takes out all these old pe people drawing on the system. Right, then, so they get blood can... clots or something. And, um, no, I'm talking about the old people. Yeah, so they get blood clots or something else, and the doctor goes, don't worry, it's not the vaccine. And they're boomers, so they go, oh, okay. Well, I just meant the disease itself, like COVID is killing old people. More, right, so... Oh. Yes. And also, uh, it seems to affect fat people more than the healthy people, right? So if you have a uh, uh, government healthcare system like Canada or the UK, maybe it helps out their healthcare system if a bunch of fats die off. Yeah. Hmm. But that probably isn't the case because they have not taken the uh, position you know, nobody in the mainstream or the governments have talked about exercise and health. So this that could have been their chance to both kill off the unhealthy people and also scare everybody else into getting or remaining I don't think the reward healthy. of killing off the unhealthy is worth the risk of having nothing but uh, healthy, non-conforming people. Oh, yeah. That's your worst case. That's <laughs> yeah. the last thing you want. True. So then, yeah, this gets back to Brett's point of how how is the government going to kill us? So the, the, th it, the thinking folk. It's also possible that most people at the kind of management level have no idea what that people like us are actually out there because they're surrounded by very like sycophantic throne sniffing types. Yeah. So that's their protective bubble, well, and they might I, have the sense that there's like oh there's like you know some people who will storm a capital or try to kidnap a governor or something yeah. like that but well i mean like look at the supreme court when they ruled on the the covid mandates mm -hmm. but those people it? work for us <laughs> yeah those those justices on the supreme court uh i meant the, the capital stormers oh. and the kidnappers oh yeah they're our friends they oh or they're the fbi yeah okay the supreme court justices that were for the mandates were spewing out statistics that were just insanely incorrect mm -hmm. and are they that goddamn dumb or are they just like spewing some sort of like they're trying to, you know, shape the narrative? Well, there's such a thing but, as yeah. knowledge specialization. So that might be like those people would win debates against us if the topic was like the law or the history yeah. of law. But uh, but they're uh, they're in their ivory tower, like you said, yeah. and they're surrounded by their sycophants that are all on that thought like level i think they're it's, all tr they're I, I don't think they're they're unintelligent i don't think it's that you can't you can't get to that level and be unintelligent like do you think know. joe biden is a dumb human being yes yeah i, I kind of do i don't think he gets to that <laughs> level being dumb maybe he's falling apart but no yeah, he's, he's always not. been like pull up like joe biden pick a year from more than 40 years ago and all right well, if, he, if, yeah, if he excelled to that level being that dumb what's all of our excuses well, what, what it is... What's his level? He's not... The fucking president is his level. <laughs> you, our levels are better than that. <laughs> what? Well, uh, what kind of a psycho would want that to be sure, their life? Sure, sure. Yeah. And but, what kind of a psycho would want that to be their life for fucking th 
when was the first time he tried to run for president? The eighties, uh, something like that. I don't and they're know. like, no, you can't be pleasant. President, you're an idiot. You plagiarize people. Well, the thing is, is that he's you can't even be present. He's dumb, but he's also, uh, what do you call it? Like super arrogant about. Or I, what's right. the word I think we'll for? he's a sociopath that thinks that sure. he, you know, he's very good at manipulating people to think that he's good and should be elected and such. But getting back to the Supreme Court justices, I think this is just they're they're like imagine, actor, but I mean, imagine actors reciting lines, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you take somebody who's not a practiced actor at reciting lines and you make them recite a bunch of lines. That's um, what maybe, the Supreme yeah. Court justice thing is. Because one of them said that there were like a million kids in yeah, hospitals or some stupid yeah. shit. Yeah. Every kid is dead. <laughs> yeah. There's just like piles of children dying everywhere. I, I, I don't write it so off like as they're a, stupid. I don't they, none of these people are stupid. They're over there's a problem though of over specialization where a lot of these people believe the bullshit because they're yeah. incentivized to believe the bullshit. So you're some fucking science nerd, right? You're you're in like a, a postdoc program at some university. And suddenly people are calling you because you know about virology and they're saying you could be on TV and the pump I, I'm sure there is some coaching like your job is to give people bad news, right? Yeah. Like something like that. And they're so over specialized that they can't even see. It's like you could get a really qualified scientist to look at a certain data set and say, yes, the lockdowns are good and masks and everybody needs to get vaccinated, but they don't see the cost. They can't, they can't see the bigger picture. They can't see unintended consequences because they're over specialized and you're using just an endless parade of these people to bolster a narrative that is about something else, but they are, they are in full belief of what they're saying yeah. because they can't, they don't have the perspective to see beyond it. This is a huge problem in academia is that people over specialize and they can't see beyond their field. They can't see beyond their specialty. Yeah. Well, okay. There's some open loops from that are still hanging out there. And I'm curious if your experience on grand theft world has given you any more clarity on this situation. But on last week's show, named Monkey 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 <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened with the monkeys. They caught them all, I guess. And there right. was just one monkey, right? Yeah. Right? It was just one Apparently cage. One that, that out, conveniently, yeah. one cage broke. Yeah. One monkey escaped. It was only... No, there was there was a monkey roundup. There was a monkey roundup? I thought it was just one monkey. There was well, conveniently was 100 monkeys. No, no, no. Here you and go. And one so, cage opened, and, and that monkey no, went. No, no, no. You can conceive that 30 cages broke open, but they caught them quick enough. And then one of them was unaccountable. You know how right? hard it is to catch a monkey? I don't know. Do you know. think truckers I'm, are catching monkeys? Well, they brought in monkey specialists that know how to, they have the big net. I monkey specialists aren't theory. just monkey specialists aren't just waiting on the side of the road at a fucking rest stop on I-81 in Wilkesbury. You don't know that. You don't know that. A you don't know what a monkey specialist enough. looks like. I said this last week. This is the best theory going on this thing. It was mine. <laughs> monkey <laughs> truck falls over. Monkey spill out. Monkeys are smart enough to go, okay, this is where the monkey warmth, 
This is where the monkey food, the monkey yeah, drink. the other monkeys are, yeah. <laughs> this is where the monkey food and monkey drinks are. I'm staying right here until they straighten out the monkey truck and we're on our monkey way. So who's the one rebel monkey? Well, Fred was scared. Yeah, he listened to Joe Rogan podcast and got a bunch of crazy ideas and he fled. He was out to do his own thing instead of stick with the monkey herd. So that's, by the way, we're fucked. Oh, shit. Rogan apologized. Oh, yeah. There was, well, he apologized twice ish. Mm -hmm. So now there's blood, blood in the water. He gave in to the mob and now the mob is riled up. They know they can get blood out of a stone. Well, no. I mean, that's the th- that's the it's blood in the water. This is yeah. once you apologize, the feeding frenzy. Yeah, feeding frenzy. Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Nick, delete the archives because <laughs> <laughs> there's apparently now an N-word mashup. Eric in the chat. One hundred monkeys enter. One monkey leaves. Mad Monkey Max beyond Banana Dome. <laughs> Isn't he mashing things up there? Mad Max with... Uh, Mad Max no, Beyond Thunderdome. Beyond Thunderdome was like the third or second one. Or oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I'm just confusing it with Highlander. Because there mon- can only be one Highlander. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's mashing monkeys Highlander's with Mad Max yeah. to okay. get Mad Monkey Max. I thought he had Highlander thrown in there, but you're right. He doesn't. No, that was uh, that was the ferrets. There can only be one. What Ferrets or Highlander? Was that, or was that Beastmaster? What's the difference between Highlander and Beastmaster? Highlander was the... What's the, Beastmaster? A guy that mastered beasts. Who has the ferrets? The Beastmaster. Sounds like probably. Beastmaster. Hi, Highlander was guys that like fought with swords because they had to cut their heads off. Yeah. Oh, so that was just like Guylanders. Yeah, there was, there were, yeah, there was no uh, monkeys or ferrets involved in oh, that okay. show that I'm aware of. Somebody, or, called slash the, movie. The, somebody called the Highlander has time for ferrets? Yeah. I don't know. He's high on land. This just sounds like some fantasy shit I never watched. <laughs> It was that. Uh, but yeah, there was a couple movies, TV show or something. But Sean Connery. Speaking of movies. So, <gasps> yeah. Go ahead. Nothing. Okay. Stupid. Um, <laughs> in Brett's group, there's a film club. We talked about this on the show. Uh, we talked about The Circle. Right? Yeah. That was the last film club movie. Well, The Circle was a real slog for most people. I enjoyed it enough, but... I get it. It was depressing and not a happy movie. So mm-hmm. in contrast to that, I thought, ooh, I'd really love to balance this out by watching Demolition Man. So I suggested oh, okay. Demolition Man. And now Demolition Man is the movie oh, that the nice. film club is going to watch. And I couldn't be more excited. I haven't you don't seen... have to watch it. No, I'm going to watch. I'm going to oh, watch. That's why I'm excited. Oh, okay. So I can watch it because <laughs> I haven't seen it in at least 10 years. Oh, okay. And it's one of my top five movies. Yeah, definitely. It's a good movie. Might be number one sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes. Okay. Number one changes. <laughs> Depends on my mood. I see. But Demolition Man is within Fluid. the top five at all times. And I'm super excited to watch it again, but I feel bad because the organizer of the film club, this guy Bobby, who I really love, um, he seemed to be very defeated and he's he was conceding that... Yes, the film club movie is Demolition Man. If that's what the film club wants, that's mm. what the film club gets. And I felt real bad, and I'm afraid that might take away from my enjoyment of it's not highbrow enough or something, or mopey maybe. enough. Yeah, maybe. Is it kind of a movie snob? Like it's got to have all this emotion and yeah, dumb shit? Uh, no, no. I mean, he's a man who likes Batman, so oh, how snobby can he be? I yeah. was thinking about inviting Roman Polanski to film club. Yeah, that'd be great. Would it? Is that more? Or would like, that ruin it? 
Would that t- yeah? Is it taking away from Bobby's film club, making it Roman Polanski's oh, film yeah, club? Yeah, it would totally, it would, and it could ruin it. Like, yeah, because uh, do I mean, you want to know too much about the movie, and then you can't enjoy it anymore? Yeah, he might ruin it for everybody with his high level knowledge. Oh, he's very knowledgeable about films. Yeah, he made Rosemary's Baby. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so we're at an Indian buffet. I got the joke. These people are so over it. Uh, the place is... So we had the been Indians there before. are over their buffet? We had been there before. The place was empty. It was like a paradise. We sit down. We order all this food. It's great. I say, how can this possibly get better? This Taj Mahal, it's on McKnight Road, southbound. Sure. Okay. Uh, Five-sixths of a McKnight unit from the city. So... We go back there this Saturday. It's packed. I can't oh. even find a place to park. I go, really? shit, it got worse. So we, uh, she goes in to see if we can get a table, Gabriella. I try to find a parking spot in some other lot. That's how full they are. Okay. Even with the parking lot this full, they seat us right away. And as we get seated, we realize that the crowd that has been drawn is for a buffet. Indian buffet. And everybody is just acting like it's 2019. Ah. Except this one group of four youngsters that came in Uh and sat with masks. Stupid fucks. But so the buffet, it's like, because, you know, the stupid restaurant thing, like, come in with a mask on, go to your table, take your mask on. Yeah. Even though that doesn't really seem like a thing here. Um, No, people have pretty much given up on that. Yeah. As far as I know. But in other places like California, it's still a thing where so, so long as you're seated, the COVID doesn't get you. So there is some Indian noodle thing that's sticky. And I say, I want to try one. It's like a dessert noodle. So I want to try one. Mm. Now, Andrew is scowling. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the to... term dessert noodle does not appeal. <laughs> <Yeah>. Andrew's, <laughs> Andrew's instincts are good here. What okay. ethnic dessert is really any good? Right. Well, I mean, if it's German ethnic. That, is that really ethnic? Well, now because they're all white. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think you can. Okay. White people know desserts. White people desserts are okay. <laughs> Brown people, yellow people desserts, not okay. Yeah, they get weird. Yeah. Mm-mm. You're totally wrong. What? How so? Have you ever had flan? Flan is great? No, no it's not no, that it's, great. It's like, it's just creme burnt brulee? sugar. Oh, creme brulee, those are white. That's white. That's yeah. French. What? I, I can't think of one dessert that is even half as good as a standard white dessert. Fried ice cream? Why, why, why? No, I don't. I don't think I want that. I mean, I'm pretty certain that's like pretty white. <laughs> Anything fried is like white man territory, or black south. The Mexicans certainly don't have any desserts that are superior. Flan is good. Uh, I like it. I mean, it's yeah, it's edible. It certainly is. Dolce, but it's not, de, Dolce de leche was not great. It was right. very bland. So anyway, mm. there I am with my Indian dessert doodle. You know who has the best ice cream though? Mm-hmm. Desert regions. People that live in hot areas, they know their ice cream. I don't know, man. We got we got ice cream in Nicaragua. You were That's there. That's not a desert it's true. region, really. But it was hot. You said hot areas. Yeah, yeah. Nicaragua's hot. That ice cream was uh, well, okay. not good. That's also it Nicar- was fine, Nicaragua. But it wasn't great. Okay. I stand corrected. Indians probably don't have good ice cream. I'm sure they don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you about something called mango pudding. Oh, maybe with curry. I'm interested. Mango pudding. So yeah. pudding is kind of like a dairy thing, and mango is kind of like a fruit thing. Correct. Something about this. 
I had to eat it with like the tip of a knife because the taste of it was so weird that I couldn't put if I I think if I'd put a whole, a spoon? whole spoonful in my mouth I would have puked. <laughs> but okay. the tip of the knife and just lick the tip of the knife was interesting. It was very interesting and had a really interesting aftertaste. So anyway, the point is buffets seemed like they were over because people became germaphobes and you just got all this food sitting out and it's very, you know, it seems like something that's like its time has passed. So I get my Indian dessert noodle, which is sticky. I pick it up, get ready to eat it. There is a very long hair. Oh, no. Very long. And now I say, oh, I remember buffets. <laughs> a very long hair. So I pull it out. I put the thing that had the hair attached to it, the Indian dessert noodle aside. I'm not eating this. Then I pick up a piece of um, naan. It's like a bread, right? My date, Gabriella, points out to me that now the stickiness of the hair from the Indian dessert noodle has attached itself to the naan that I'm now holding and about to put in my mouth again. Same hair. (laughs) So I have to discard the naan. I plow right through. I'm not phased by this at all. Well, to be fair, you're not going to get any sickness from a hair. I mean, it's not really a transmissible disease. It's It's just that. It's just disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, nobody likes hair when it's not attached to a body. Mm. But out of all the body parts that could be (laughs) in the food, hair is probably the best one. Versus nails, versus fingers. Yeah, or whole finger, or jizz. Yeah. Mm. Maybe a turd. Mm -hmm. You definitely don't want any excretions. Turd is not a body part. True. Neither is jizz. That's excretions, I guess. Sweat, tears, boogers, spit. None of those things belong in your food. Right. I'd rather have hair. Yeah, me too. Because once the hair is removed, oh, yeah, the yeah. food is, in, in, is, is effectively intact. I've picked plenty of hairs off of food yeah. and been fine. So this I'm was not just... a fan, but... To go from like this dystopian museum world yeah. to 2019 buffet world like that <laughs> was so amazing. It's like being in a time machine. It was such a recovery. It yeah. was such a recovery. Man, I remember I used to go to buffets back in the day with some coworkers that were super fat, and they had contests to see who could eat how much. Yeah, who could eat the most. <laughs> so, well, okay, what's everybody's? Let's go on the table here. What's your best buffet experience or story? Puke from before twenty twenty. Well, I I don't really remember any good experiences. I just you never had a good experience at buffet. Yeah, I mean, I think they've all been fine. But, uh, what, what but I've never had any experiences where I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to okay, remember well, this. Okay, I want to know. What buffets are you most likely to go to? Are oh, you Chinese. going? Are you sure? Because you're from Arkansas. Yeah. So there's Chinese buffets. Everyone knows about Chinese buffets. That's a very common thing. But there's also CC's Pizza, the Italian buffet, oh, where you get an endless fuck. cheap yeah. noodles and pizza, okay. right? Yeah. For like a yeah. dollar. And then there's Haas's. Haas's and Golden that's not Corral. A, that's not a Golden Corral. Isn't is Haas's a buffet? I don't know what Haas's is. Never heard of it. Is Haas's a buffet? Not that Haas's. I've ever heard of. I'm not Am I insane? How do you spell it? Haas's. Haas. H A A S. No. H O S S, like cowboys. Haas, what's up, Haas? Haas's steak and sea house. Sea house. That's what that's what the Googler says here. Used to be steak and sea. Oh my horse. God! There's two of them. Are in the <laughs> Maybe they changed it. Yeah, Haas's is a thing. Chad, help me out here. All these busy yeah, bodies were like, you can't serve seahorse. Well, not only is Haas a thing, Haas's, but the 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 term Haas. There's, there's, only, nice one, there's only 36 yeah, locations. This restaurant barely exists. What? They're everywhere. Look at the 30. map of Pennsylvania. 
like three. I've seen ads for that buffet, the Haas's buffet. Okay. Yeah. Take your word for it. I, I'm far more familiar with Haas's than I am with Golden Corral. Yeah. But anyway. Well, Golden Corral was the You're telling shit, me um, the Chinese buffet is above, well, the, now, is above Golden Corral? Now, when you said CC's, or CC's, we used to go to CC's after football games mm-hmm. with the band. Yeah. Those were pretty good times. Mm. I ate a lot of goddamn pizza. I was just a fat kid. Oh, my God. Carrie just mentioned what games. sounds like the best buffet. She said, when I was a kid, we used to go to Duff's Smorgasbord. <laughs> that sounds Amish. And it sounds amazing. It sounds like everything's in a dumpling. Oh, maybe. I'm, uh, I'm in. Now, I do. I think my favorite food ever at a buffet is definitely the fried okra. You have to go to something like a, a Golden Corral for that <laughs> in the <laughs> South. And I would just eat piles of fried okra. Eric, Haas, colon, Horse boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You need to do a show. He does a show. Only fans. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's the story with that? <laughs> okay. So then what's your best experience ever at a buffet? I have many buffet experiences. My, my first day having a license, an official license, I drove me, Longface, and Larry to the Chinese buffet 30 minutes away in Cranberry. Yeah. The day you get your license is a great day for a buffet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chinese buffet. Yep. Um, so that was, you know, there was that. But even what's when it was, like to have memories of things? Well, when I was younger, <laughs> we spent, um, you know, an inordinate amount of time hanging around shopping centers on our bicycles or our feet, you know, before we had licenses. So we would just go around these shopping centers carrying yeah. a frisbee and see whatever D- we can get into. Okay. Again, we tried capture. We uh, the bird capture from oh, right, Orange right. on Silvers. There was the subway we got kicked out of. The Alka Seltzer told those stories, but there was a CC's Pizza. Okay, we were going there constantly because for four dollars, all you can eat. Yeah, three ninety nine. It doesn't make any sense. All you can eat. Do they two- have beer? No, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Two thousand nine. Many years later, adult Andrew takes a trip with DNK to Virginia Beach with all of his Pennsylvania friends going there. We end up one drunken night at a CC's pizza and a couple of members of the group, like the 15 people group decided, Oh, we should have a pizza slice eating contest. <laughs> of course. Yeah. We're at CC's. We don't have to pay a dime for more pizza slices. So they are thin slices. We though. all sat there and watched one hell of a tournament. 42 slices was the winner. Wow. How many did you eat? I didn't participate. How many did you eat though? Oh, probably like three. Oh, oh, platters for four dollars. You should have eaten at least. Four. I don't know. There might have been like mac and cheese with like extra cheese that was like oh, that's somewhat good. crispy on top. You got mac and cheese for the same four dollars? Yeah. On yeah, it was a buffet. Well, these oh, were there the was days. mac and cheese pizza. These were the days. Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, CC's was great in its yeah. own right, but um, yeah, never really got into the oh Ponderosa. Nope. You guys know what Ponderosa is? I mean, it's a place in Texas or some shit. No, Google Ponderosa restaurant. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. That was a buffet, too. I, I was never into these. These places were like steak buffet. So your best buffet was CeCe's or the Chinese with your friends? I think the Chinese. I think, yeah. Mine was Chinese, too. I was also very young. The year was 1996. I was 19 years old. I was in college. We roll into a Chinese buffet. Not, a, not a massive buffet. But it was like a takeout Chinese restaurant that decided we're going to have a buffet. This changed everything for them because it was near a college. 
Uh-huh. So we roll in there, me, I don't know, a couple of guys, a couple of get girls, um, and we're high. And during plate number two or three, it occurs to me, I say, hey, like about that loud, we should be drinking Diet Coke because it doesn't have calories so or sugar. More food. And we can eat more food. Okay. <laughs> I must have been the first person who thought of this. This was the 90s. You know, uh, water exists. But it's not uh, sparkly and brown. Right, and it's free. I don't you like You paid sodas, money to get in so, here. You yeah. need to get value. I don't like sodas. The goal is value. Mm. Mm. So we start drinking Diet Coke, and before we know it, I mean, you're 19, right? So yeah. you don't have to worry about calories. Eh, or not too much. Fat or cholesterol like that. So you could do a good five-plater if you're high enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All fried, fried rice, and then Rangoon, Rangoon, Rangoon. Oh, those are, oh, oh I've never had rangoon. one of those. My you never friend, had a crab Rangoon. No, when I was in high school, we adopted a a teenager, my friend Tony. He emancipated himself from his parents and moved into my house. Okay, he worked for the Chinese restaurant China Gourmet, long since closed in Butler. But uh, we would go there and hang out at the end of the night with them, and the owner would always say. Oh, you boys want some crabby goo? <laughs> I would never eat the crabby goo. But I was never in, I never tried it. I refused. Even though it was free. It was one of my favorite things. Yeah. I mean, if done right, it can sit around too long and get yeah, a little it gets dry. Chewy. But if you go to a place with a really fine rangoon, it is good. It's basically just cream cheese with a little like crab flavor. Not even crab. Probably just that fucking imitation, imitation crab, shit yeah. crab shit that is it, do you know how they make that? With fish. And it's delicious. With a very shitty fish. And they pound it. Oh. Yeah, they mush it. Into a paste, yeah. right? Then they form it. Pound fish. <laughs> into crab style shapes. Yes. And then dye crab one style sun. shapes. <laughs> and then they take bugs that are red and crush them up into a paste or a liquid and paint surfaces of the crab-shaped fish pulp. Yeah, it's probably yeah. a... It's like a... Crab a, paint. Yeah, it's <laughs> crab paint made from bugs. Yeah. So it's all That's food. how you get edible. It's, all it's edible, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I like fake crab. Here's I, the best I haven't part. had that much... Wait, but crab meat is white, right? Yeah. Bugs are generally black. Are they just finding... You get the right bug and it's right. Red. Yeah. So is it gro- is it more gro- like I feel like a, a a bug with white guts is grosser than a bug with black <laughs> guts. So crabby goo, if it's white bug guts, it's grosser than it would be if it was black. But here's mm. the thing: if you're just sitting there eating fucking imitation crab out of a packet, you're gross. <laughs> but if you add extra layers. Like if you get it to crabby goo, where you're taking just a little bit of that, you're mixing it with cream cheese, you're putting it in a fried thing and frying it. Now you're like, you're not just sitting there eating imitation crab, which I have done. Yeah. You know, I've had crab, crab legs. Crab salad I fucking love. I've had crab legs once. Yeah, me too. I've had a couple times. Just once. In Afghanistan. The day that I got my license and I went to that Oh, buffet. yeah, nice. Now that I think about it. Then you realize this is disgusting. What, yeah, it was I mean? fine. It was just butter. Hmm. Just a lot of butter. Yeah. I just don't like shellfish. The greatest thing, but you like the imitation crab. Yeah. Now- there used to be... I like shrimp, too, if I don't have to deal with the tail. A place in Manchester, New Hampshire called USA Subs. Some strip mall. They would give you the biggest sandwich. 
They had beautiful fixings of vegetables, you know, yeah, banana peppers, onions, black olives, which I like, which I like. You get all the vegetables and you do seafood and crab. So <laughs> okay. this was like I could not wait to get one of these things. Mm. It was the most delicious under ten dollar meal. Yeah, in New Hampshire. Hmm. Jeez, I think I I just had bugs learned. in it. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned something about myself. What? I don't like sandwiches. Oh. I, I just well, we've known. Well, no, but I learned why. Oh, okay. I just figured out why. I see. There's a place still exists. Um, it's called the Haas House. It's called Best Subs USA. That sounds good. Yeah, right. You would think. Well, I don't know. It sounds like they're trying too hard. Right. It was just the gas station with a substation. Yeah. Okay. At the gas station. I think a substation has something to do with power generation. <laughs> <laughs> a sandwich station. A hoagie station. Yeah, it was a hoagie station. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Did you call them hoagies in, in Arkansas or did no, you call them grinders? There was subs. Subs. Sub sandwich was all I ever knew until but in I New got England, to it was grinders. New England, it was grinders and then like hoagies is from fucking New here. York or something. Yeah, here it was hoagies. Yeah. Anyway. No, it was, it was always just subs because Subway sandwiches in you know the Midwest. Best thing. Subs USA was uh, just a gas station, a shitty gas station. Okay. And I forget what town was it. Sounds in. like a great place to get a sandwich. Either in Petrolia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, pull up a photo of Petrolia. Or Emlinton, Pennsylvania, which isn't too dissimilar from Petrolia. They just have a river in Emlinton. Um, so... Anyway, we used to go there. We would drive there. It was a big ordeal. We get all excited to go to Best Subs USA. You want to go to Best Subs USA? Yeah, I want to go to Best Subs USA. I want to get the best sub in the USA. So we go there. <laughs> we get the best sub in the Look USA. Look at that place. Wow. Yeah, this is Petrolia. Um, Wait a minute. Artwork for the show. Puke. Just a sub coming over the, the horizon there. <laughs> so it's a picture of basically like some sort of oil refinery. This actually was about 18 minutes from where Puke and I used to live before this house. Oh, really? We can go there? Oh, yeah. It's so close. It's 30 minutes from here. I want to go there. All right. Is that still there? Yeah. Oh, we're the whole town. Like an oil refinery or some kind of gas plant. So, um, anyway, but yeah, we would go there. It was never impressive. It was always disappointing. I would would always just go, I'd rather have Subway. That's a statement. So, if I've had the best subs USA, how could I possibly like sandwiches now if I've had the best? Uh, How can I go anywhere else and enjoy a sandwich? USA subs. (laughs) No, no. Best subs USA. Now, I wonder how these chains are. You see a lot of these places like Jimmy John's and there's another one like Mike's. Yeah. What was the one that was like the competitor to Subway where they would toast the sandwich? Quiznos. 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 And they had this uh, fucking crazy rat creature commercials for a while back in like 05. Amazing. Rats? Yeah. A restaurant had a rat. I'm going to bring it up. You're, for a fucking mascot. This is going to blow your mind. Yeah, you ever heard of Chuck E. Cheese? They have a rat. But they weren't a restaurant. They have pizza. They have poop in ball pits. Did they? How is there not poop in the ball pits? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's... this is That's co- like saying, do kids pee in pools? How is there not poop in ball pits? I don't feel like I should have to prove it negative. This is a commercial that aired nationally. We love oh, this was just because E-Bomb's world was exciting. Probably, but... Like, this got airtime. Oh, 
It's like the worst animation, and it's disgusting. Yeah, they got a pepper bar. Subs with smoky chipotle sauce. Yeah, they could have just said, "Oh, these these were the people who invented chipotle sauce." Okay, now in the YouTube search bar, puke, uh, search space people. I don't think he's doing it. No, because fuck you. I'm trying to write goddamn notes while we're doing the show. Oh, shit, I had a show title and I forgot it. Uh, I hope it's Krabby pit? Goo. Was it poop in the ball pit? It was like, how do I prove there's not poop? That's something like that shit. All right, what am I searching? Never mind. Oh, I'm past fuck it. Fuck you. No, I'm still right in it. Uh, space people. Okay, Wait, so we're searching YouTube for space people. This should produce I mean, interesting yeah. results. That first one. Oh, Jesus. Okay. This is what inspired that Quiznos commercial. Okay, not happy about the sound. <laughs> this was the greatest video I ever saw in 2001. Maybe this was around that time, right? We're watching and listening to like a very Andy Milanakis kind of... Uh, Kind of thing. Oh, this is pre-Milanakis. Pre-Milanakis. It's just spinning pictures of heads in space. Pre-Milanakis is Kilanakis. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that shit. Anyway. <laughs> Remember how easily you used to be entertained? And now we're... Yeah, for me, it was like two seconds ago. <laughs> Going on 11 years onto a show, and you just go, geez, what do we even say? What do you mean? I don't know. What do we even talk about? <laughs> on a show? <laughs> Wait a minute. This is this person has Down syndrome yeah. in this video. They're this from makes space. It even more oh, hilarious. They're the space people. Yeah. I don't know. I don't mm. think you can make sense of it. Mm. Interesting. Well, I mean, we did it all, didn't we, tonight? I mean, I don't think we're Quiznos did make a good sandwich. Well, what do we what do we have left to do? Whatever you want to do. Uh, that was, I mean, I watched a movie that I had nice. never seen before. What movie? That everybody, it's like one of those movies, like everybody is like, you have to see this movie. You got to see this movie. Demolition Man? That's a good guess. But it's more of an artsy kind of movie. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those movies. Bloodsport. You're colder with Bloodsport. Um, it's... A movie. Time cop. I'll, I'll, I'll provide some clues. We'll play a little guessing Judge game. Judge Dredd. People love guessing games. I do. It is more of a cerebral film. Not a lot of action. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Lawnmower Man. There is action. It is a cerebral film You're that eventually has action. It is 20 years old. Lawnmower Man. Oh. It has <laughs> actors. Uh-huh. It has a, a lead actor who was in the film. This is going to be a clue. Face Off. Now people are intrigued because I mentioned Face Off. So Wicker Man. No, I'm not even going to tell you if you're warm or cold. Twenty years old, cerebral film. The Fish movie uh, with the fish. Big fish. fish. No, 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 no. Swordfish. No. Jaws. Okay. No. Twenty years old stars one of the two top billed actors from Face Off. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Okay. So I said Swordfish. That would be, if I'm remembering the movie correct, Travolta. Cold. <laughs> is it The Weatherman? That's why I first started with Wicker Man. All right. Is it The Weatherman? No. 20 years old, cerebral film, very... Gone in 60 seconds. Very clever. 
Very clever Gone movie. Gone in 60 seconds. Everybody says, you got to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen this movie? How have you not seen that movie? Has a one-word title. Starts with... No, a- no, more, no, more, no more tips. Hang okay. on. <laughs> one-word title, Nick Cage movie. Don't Google it. Stop typing. Use your brain. <laughs> Exercise that muscle. <sighs> Pig. The worst fucking movie I ever saw. It was so intellectual. That was the opposite of. Is that the movie where he doesn't talk? No. The, no, that was Willy's Wonderland. Oh, that okay. was f- that, that's the opposite of Pig. That was great. Now Pig is about the, this guy He's who's a chef. the the most He's amazing she, chef she, that's chefs. quit, and people are like, "Oh my god, mushrooms." Oh, yeah, well, yeah, he's a mushroom pig. Yeah, that's a hence pig. Portland. And then there's like a mystery that turns out to be the gayest fucking storyline. Wait a minute, and Nicolas Cage is in this? Yeah, yeah, he's no, the chef. Pull up the trailer. Really bad. The t- I, tra- I promise you, the trailer is way more exciting than the movie. It, it really is, yeah. The trailer... Oh, okay. I looked at the chat. Adaptation. Correct. I saw that. You've seen that movie? That's a Nick Cage movie. That movie is incredible. It's the only reason I watched Pig. Do you know Do you know about this movie, Puke? Adaptation? I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. No! He's a this botanist. This is not the one I'm thinking of. He's a botanist. No one's a botanist. Nick Cage is a botanist. He's a writer. Oh, it's a 2000. Is botany involved? Yes. I mean, there's a picture of a plant. I knew it. So this, don't even read about it. It says adaptation, a movie about botany. Okay. (laughs) This is a true story of a writer called Charlie Kaufman, who wrote um, Being Uh, John Malkovich. Cusack. Cusack, right? Directed by Spike Jones, which he also directed Being John Malkovich. Cusack. And other movies. Um, they are trying to adapt this uh, book about flowers. And it becomes such a mindfuck for Charlie Kaufman that he winds up writing himself into the story Mm. and completely embellishing the story. And then they show the script to the author and they're like, you got to let us make this movie, which is an adaptation of your book. And it has nothing to do with her, her book. And we also make you look like a drug addict and a murderer in the movie. <laughs> okay. I would watch it again. And she's like, okay, I will, I'll let you make the movie. She's like, everybody else is using their real names. We need to use your real name. And she's like, okay, I'll do it. It was called something like The, the, the Orchid Thief was the book. Mm. And uh, it was about something that happened like in rural Florida where these people would go into um, the like Everglades or swamps and steal these precious flowers from um, nature preserves, federal land. And it is just, the movie blew my mind. So you liked a Nick Cage movie about precious flowers. That's so much more. Right, but it involved (laughs) precious flowers. Yeah. So you think you might enjoy a Nick Cage movie about precious mushrooms. Yeah. Pig trailer. I thought you had it ready. No. That was a while ago. Nothing's changing on the screen. <laughs> I know. I'm just waiting. P-I-G. P-I-G. What's another word for a pig? Hawk. H-O-G. H-O-G. What's a word for a swine that doesn't end in G? I guess you could name a pig hoss. Boar. Not like being bored. B-O-R-E-D. We're talking about boars. B-O. 
AR or these are things like pigs. But is pig about a pig? Pig is a movie starring Nicholas Cage. Here we go. So this movie seems so promising, right? There's a pig walking and Nick Cage looking all Kaczynski-like in the woods in a very Kaczynski-esque area with a shack, just like Kaczynski. Finding mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And I go, this looks great. This looks awesome. He needs the pig to find the mushrooms. Oh, he just fell over. He's knocked out. He's in a onesie and he's getting up, bleeding everywhere. He's coming to. His door's wide open. He's whistling for his pig. He's trying to whistle. He's deep in the woods, in the forest. This looks like it could be the Cascades. Wherever fucking Harry from Harry and the Hendersons pig. vanished to. He said, I'm looking for a truffle no pig. More. I don't understand. Tell me you are. He's at a fancy restaurant looking Kaczynski-esque. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. Right. There's really nothing here for most of us. Yes. Sounds great. Buy yourself a new pig. No. New pig? Ridiculous <laughs> cage. He needs his truffle pig. I remember every meal I ever cooked. I remember every person I ever served. Jeez, if I had seen this trailer, for them, <laughs> I would have been out. And they don't even see you. Yeah, a lot of the movie is him like you reconnecting. Yourself. But there he is in his Kaczynski cabin. And now it looks angry. We don't get a lot of things to really He's care. bloody. He kicked something. He's Who disheveled. He's angry. He wants revenge. Wait, what did he just say about his pig? He wants his pig, I think. It seems good. It seems like a revenge movie, like where a Kaczynski-esque character gets revenge. Seems great. Boy, is it not that. All right, so Pig is disappointing. It was. I mean, unless you're like, I don't know, jerk off to fucking Food Network or something, you might enjoy it because you think you're, you know, I don't know, what's the the term for uh, pretentious? Super pretentious about like chefs and fancy food. It's like okay, mm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're not they're not really saving the goddamn planet by making fouchois croquet. So I don't know. I, mean, I just became obsessed with this with this movie adaptation. Yeah, like what an incredible accomplishment. C okay. adaptation. I say C adaptation. Mm. I don't like Nicolas Cage. No. What? You, you'll love him in this. He's I very might. not Nicolas Cage. There's so many good Nicolas Cage movies, no, though. No, none. Some of the greatest movies that ever existed involved Nicolas Cage. I like The Weatherman I enjoyed. Or The <sighs> Weatherman. How can you enjoy that? That was all Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Wasn't there know. two Nicolas Cages in that? Or was no, that adaptation? That's adaptation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. The guy, the writer, Charlie Kaufman, yeah. writes himself a fake twin brother into the script. And then sure. completely embellishes the rest of the story. And writes himself into the story. It, it's fucking hilarious. It's genius. It's mm. genius. And then gets the author to agree to let them make the movie. Even as an adaptation no sense, yeah. of her book. Yeah. Starring Nicholas Cage's. More than one. Yeah. 
Was wouldn't Kaufman have been dead by the time Nick Cage came around? Gets nominated for an Academy Award. Oh right? wow. For best adapted screenplay, <laughs> yes. And then in the in the Academy Awards, it says writers Charlie Kaufman and Donald Kaufman, and Donald Kaufman doesn't exist. Oh, Jess in the chat asks, "What about the new movie where Nick Cage plays himself?" I've only heard about this. I heard him interviewed about it. There's it no sounds trailer. Amazing. There's no trailer. Uh, you, we need to look that up. Yeah, Jessica, if you could get us a title. It's just called like Nick and I see. I don't know. I'm guessing that's what it was. That's what I would name it. He's a Coppola. Do you know that? Yeah. Really? He's great. I think his movies are great. Overall, like, I'm sure, there's plenty of shit, but there's some good stuff. He's never really done anything terrible. Like, what's the worst thing Nicolas Cage ever did? The movie where he was a flaming skull riding a motorcycle? Pig? Pig, it looks like he really tried. Could. This movie be called the unbearable, the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Nick, you've been living at the Sunset Tower for over a year. They love having me there. You owe them six hundred thousand dollars. Okay, I'm gonna deal with all that, but I'm gonna get this next role. Um, I love I it. Do, I'm in. All of that changes. It's yeah. Dookie Hauser and Nick Cage in a fucking Russian bath house. Turkish bath. <laughs> he was so good in the rock. What about going yeah. 60 seconds? Yeah. Have seen Croods too? No, I'm 44 years old. Con Air? What the fuck would I see Croods too? I've seen Face Off and yeah. Con Air. Yeah. We got another offer. Mm. What's it about? You head to southern Spain and you attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's a million bucks, Nick. I'll take it. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Look, if Javi wants me to fuck his wife or watch me watch him fuck his wife, that's a no-go. You understand? That's no bueno. I am Javi. <laughs> Nick Cage. <laughs> weird, like, <laughs> kung fu. Now there's a car chase. I'm so happy that you're here. Is this supposed to be me? Oh, gun. And now he's holding two golden pistols. Oh, that's a wax. I'll give you 20,000 for it. That's huh? I just said the, the most Nicolas Cage movie ever. He's shooting bottles. Divine inspiration. Someone got hit by a car. What's the name of that other actor? I'm paranoid. Let's just He's the guy who played Javi in uh, Narcos. I think his name might be Javi. Grab my hand. Pedro Pascal. There you go. I have a very big head. You go. I'll never forget you, Hams. I'm so excited. This is the most. Okay. I'm. I'm more excited for this movie than any movie that I've seen a trailer for. I. This is coming the out best. In the past ten years. Yes. Holy moly! Oh man! And you say you don't like Nick Cage movies? Ah, that's one I might be into. That is incredible. Did you like Face Off? I've never seen it. Uh, puke, go to YouTube, face off, whole yeah. movie, yeah. and I will cancel my other plans <laughs> for tonight. At least let's do the face off trailer. Like, let's end with the face off trailer. Puke, if you've never seen the face off trailer, uh, I probably have. I need mean, a peach all day. But see it as an adult. Sorry, I started talking like Daniel Cage too. I don't know why I did that. You see it as an adult. It's face slash like a website mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. 
and and if you're a hockey fan, you might get excited and think it's about hockey. But even though it's yeah. not, <laughs> you won't be that disappointed. Yeah, you'll still be pretty happy. I think he, even if you think you're watching a hockey movie. There's not a lot of good hockey movies, by the way. All right, everybody. Most hockey movies are good. There's just not a lot of hockey movies. Oh, this is so exciting. Holy cow. I could just watch this. He's movie. less bald today than he was 25 years ago on Face Off. Really? What is this, 1996? 97. I've been chasing this guy ever since I joined the force. He, he has no conscience. And he, uh, I don't like him much either. No, no, no you don't like John Travolta. I'm John Travolta. I'm a good guy because I talk like this. I have a somewhat high-pitched voice, and I'm likable. And I sang. Pause. Travolta is telling a a very important story right now. Vinny Barbarino is giving a backstory. About his nemesis, whose name is Castor Troy? Castor Troy. And his brother, Pollux. Pollux Troy. Yeah, and uh, I thought his nemesis was Mr. Cotter. Okay. Arson, kidnapping, terrorism, you name it. He's the most dangerous and brilliant criminal mind I've ever known. I, for years, I've, I've been watching him, tracking him, studying his every every move. I know his every every mannerism, facial tick, gesture. I know him better than he knows himself. And now, after all this time... So Travolta's a cop who knows his suspect really fucking well. Mm-hmm. He's been chasing him forever. His mastermind suspect. Okay, so... What we're watching is the camera circle behind Travolta. So we're looking at the back of Travolta's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what his face is going to look like when it spins around. What? Does he have to go and spoil it, Puke? Yeah, it's a trailer. I will become him. It was Nick Cage's face with Travolta's voice. From John Woo! Wow. That's an Asian. From the director of Broken Arrow. Yeah, that's actually a good movie. Who was in Broken Arrow? And then there's a lot of uh, action scenes. We're really Boats, watching planes, cars, guns, of helicopters, planes, planes crashing, crashing into buildings, ah, Travolta, knives, cigarettes, cigarettes butts, yeah. daughters, cordless gun, phones, wind tunnels, in a wind tunnel, cage, prison, prison, <laughs> prison fights, magnetic boots. Remember the magnetic boot scene? Bomb! Helicopter! Bullets! Jumping! Barefoot jumping! You're not having any fun, are you, Sean? Try terrorism for hire. We'll blow some stuff up. It's more fun. Oh, more action. Lots of action. Boats! A boat jumping through another boat and it's exploding. Plan B. Let's just kill each other. Jeez, I think I need to watch Face Off again because this might <laughs> this might hold a candle to Con Air. That's mm-hmm. a movie I could jack off to. He said, what do you jack off to, Puke? You asked if we did the Food Network. I tried to think of a joke. Face off. You know, okay, I have to say, Con Air is not the only time the Cage and Cusack combined. Con Air is not really jackable, except for when that guy dresses up kind of like a chick. <laughs> That's like the most jackable scene. What about when Buscemi is talking to the little girl? Oh, yeah. No. There you go. This movie, you could jack through the whole thing just based on action alone. Did you my see? My dick hole, my nipples, the the amount of action that that film has, and that's not even like the really, really like get inside your fucking head moments between Travolta and Cage. This is The wand great. is now in my butt. The wand, yeah, thank you. <laughs> This is a this is a phenomenal movie. We're not being ironic. No, this uh, was, it's way better like you than are. you might think it is. Maybe 
This it is, is from uh, pre nine eleven. Just like Con Air. I'm going to use a word that starts with Q. That's not Quiznos. <gasps> Quint- quintessential. Ah. This is a quintessential <laughs> '90s action movie. Yeah, of course. Of course, with a Q. With two of the hottest stars of that time. I'd fuck either one. <laughs> sure. I have to join a church for Travolta, though. Mm. Yeah. Well, everybody. All right, ass fart. I'll come in your eye. That's it. I that counts go. as a show. <laughs> Woo! So Nicholas Cage is playing Joe Exotic? That's some terrible casting, man. <laughs> he should be playing the tiger. Step to the cage and it gets quick to rip your face off Just like he did in my favorite film Face off! You know the one where he and Sean Archer faced off Swap places, put each other's face on what? But I'm not John Travolta, I'm Castor Troy I like my guns gold-plated and I'll cap your boy Oh, better get off that carousel, I'll shoot ya But I'll never grab your ass without a hallelujah Wait, Joe Exotic getting played by Nicholas? All he has to do is look like he got syphilis Beat a tiger can, you gotta lower your appraisal And just like in racing Arizona, gotta snatch kids from cradles That would be crazy, kidnap a baby out his carriage Getting beaten down heavily just to fix his broken marriage An underrated film, hope he won't break character Around the tiger amateurs going straight for another limb The cast of mine back 5,500 days The take of a lobster in the side of one Benjamin Gates, historian Delve deep into the artifacts and tracks Like the Indiana Jones of America's past A fist of cash for your leisure in your pocket is the key Got a national treasure on the docket for today but never say the big gates has ever been late To a day with Ben Frames traces scattered in the United States You gon' feel that Johnny Blaze with the pen stare He can take you out in just one game Wasn't in the MCU But he still paved the way for all these other Marvel movies Breaking records till this day Got that fire head And I ain't talking foreplay Also brought some change in again They ain't foreplay Writing tomato critics thinking that they're all that Ghost Rider brought the pool up when you think wicker, you might think furniture. Not Nick Cage facing crazy bacon murderers. Although some Alice wants a little girl for jam, but you just gotta ask the critics to see how it got burned. Have to fight for his life, rapiery acolyte. See the sisters want some honey, so they need a sacrifice. It's hard to bear, but at least we got the memes. Help the bees, help the bees, help the bees. Not cut the rabbit, let's make some magic happen We watching wizards with them plasma lighting on Manhattan When Cage be rocking mops on top, then brother know that it's true He training up a new apprentice like you know we would do Oh yeah, Bothers on this break, yeah Here they're meant to date, yeah An immortal world, I played by the immortal cage, yeah Critics must be under my control without a hey, yeah This a magic movie that's more epic than Fantasia Wells, I sat in that armchair, arms started to swell I was watching the bombshell A girl stabbed to death, Mary Ann had to make a plan Private eye trying to find a guy in a mass of skies A deep dive in the world of porn and snuff I'm back for revenge, Big Eddie, the warning's up Killed the machine when rain started to fill up I saw the biggest secrets lies up in 8 millimeters Because Nicholas Cage is a tiger The type of man who cannot be tamed So when you try to cage up the tiger You'll bring the tiger right out the cage Nick Cage and David Lynch What a tight combo And wild at heart Silly Ripley was the bomb, With yo. a snakeskin jacket representing symbolically His individuality and freedom hyperbolically With Wizard of Oz references throughout Cage becomes a father, but Laura Dern is left in doubt Will he love her tender when he's out of prison? A violent fairy tale full of very poor decisions 
Peep the sequence, local cop got some sleazy secrets Beautiful wife and a girlfriend that he can sleep with Placing best mondo, dressing up like Don Ho Got an eye on the blind, he's trying to take back to his condo Whoa, assassination in Atlantic City Save the victim, spitting blood on this corrupt system But Lil Ricky Rose Snake Eyes, is that easy? The house wins, but hey, at least he got on TV Eight years and I didn't crack I bought a bunny and I bring him back He's in a bag and a box and a tube that's rolling through the sky with a whole lot of rude A weak man might raise hands to the sky Yellow white me wipe the cold sweat from his eyebrows To all sides, control the power, did it for his country, so we'll never get caught. Even in a poll, agent starring Ethan Hawk and a brother, Jared Leto, can't get over the coat. Nick so tough, he doesn't cry, watching Jared get smoked. When the sun goes down, out come the night crawlers, and I'm about to get some blood on your white collar. I'll bite your neck, send you into wild bliss. Have a bandit handy for my vampire's kiss. Oh, Call oh. you guano, you gone batshit. I mean, Peter, what even is that accent? Return of the king, not the tiger, just remember Cajun is better than Rojo Enders Wind talking through all the fire and the embers Based on true events, but it is caves that we remember Woo! Nobody can argue the heat that he brought us, got us too far People are dying, but we are complying cause he is my star Yeah, you know he's untouchable, actor and chameleon Disappear in every role, I wish that I could meet because him Because Nicholas Cage is a tiger The type of man who cannot be tamed So when you try to cage up the tiger You'll bring the tiger right out the cage Now listen, this is a Nicholas Cage cipher Tying down the fly off the chain So if you think you can cage up the tiger You'll bring the tiger right out the cage Big Daddy in your way House ready to ass kick, along with Hit Girl on our sidekick. Ass kick! Me and my daughter beat your guts on the walls. Let's get Sundays after! Good call, baby doll. Ex-cop vigilante, but I'm incognito. You're about to meet the Reaper, Frank D'Amico. Take cover, child! Quick, hit the line! Now switch! To the opera, Loretta looking pretty. Howl at the moon, this is New York City. Nobody betray his brother who's away. Olympia Dukakis trying to get a rock star. Call Fraser's dad and take him out to dinner. So sorry, Nick, shares the Oscar winner. This is the first person narrative voice of Charlie Kaufman. Trying to make a rap about a book, but the outcome's not forthcoming. I've got writer's block. So let me pass to someone who actually likes it. Huh? My brother Donald taking over the script. So there we go, wrecking ball. The pushing weight. I'm moving bricks, that isn't a metaphor Never mind the fourth, I break the fifth damn wall Yeah, look okay, I admit it man, I'm damn bored Call me Peter Parker, but I'm from the 1930s Let the mass run down to my fingers So I can feel it burning, soul is hurting Death and flirting, perfect when I'm rhyming words How they repping, pulled into the webbing of the spider-verse Feeding a knot to the force of my punches Is knocking them into the ground Wow, I'm feeling profound, it's singing and seeing The state of the nation we found, uh Spider noir, there's a reason why we have to fight And talk about morality, because to me it's black and white the year was 96, when Nick was in a wrist Michael Bates stick him in the rock and it'll be a hit You got James Bond calling the shots Underneath the shower making future Call of Duty plots oh. A classic case of chemical warfare And us, a general cousin losing his own hair ah. The cage yet again, part of action history Saving San Francisco for what could have been its misery They call me Red, even though my neck ain't 
Middle name is Revenge and I'll get straight with the coat to kill my man Damn, I'll knock back some vodka, don't need any pants Got an axe to grind, but first to forge one Pick up a chainsaw and forget your sword, son I take a lot of licks, now I'm tripping balls They rip my favorite shirt, now I'll kill them all Because Nicholas Cage is a tiger The type of man who cannot be tamed So when you try to cage up the tiger You'll bring the tiger right out the cage Now listen, this is a Nicholas Cage cipher Tying down the fly off the chain So if you think you can cage up the tiger You'll bring the tiger right out the cage Thank you for making it this far. It either means you're a big JT Music fan or a big Nick Cage fan, or both. Either way, we're thankful for your, your viewership, we're thankful for your support, and a uh, big shout out to all the artists who jumped on this song. Some familiar faces and some new ones. It was exciting to work with everyone and see what they brought, so we hope you guys enjoyed that. Go check them out. Also, we just launched some new merch today. We uh, Typically our merch is like black and, and red and these dark, aggressive colors, so we decided to go in the opposite direction and kind of do like a like a Japanese kawaii katakana um, inspired merch line of JT Music stuff. So the, the links are below. Check that out. Um, I think you guys will enjoy it. Anyways, have a good one. Stay safe out there. Bye, guys.